freedom <laughs> and uh, I stand the American alone. way <laughs> inside. <laughs> what about liberty? Do you stand liberty? Yeah, I stand. I stand liberty. What about Liberty Mutual? Um, I don't stand them. You stand, uh, you stand life, and you stand liberty, but you refuse to stand the pursuit of happiness. Why is that? Uh, I was not a fan of um how Jaden Smith got that role. Uh, It was pure nepotism. Hey man, he's an icon. Okay, (laughs) he's just an icon living. (laughs) I don't have icon tattooed on my torso. (laughs) So, uh, I would say, yeah, dude, we're rolling. By the way, oh shit. Hello and welcome to episode eight. I think maybe maybe uh, it's seven. No, it's seven. So it's it's up there. Yeah, it's one of those numbers. You know, it's single digit, and it's uh it's there of the Cage Fight podcast. This is Nick remembering to introduce himself We're for introducing once. Introducing ourselves. Uh, I don't know how this works. I'm I'm Mike Durante. Do people want to know our last? People don't give a fuck who we are. I'm. I'm Mike Durante, uh, at Darth Mike D on Twitter, and at Big Daddy Bong Holder on VampireFreaks.com. Oh, I was I'm wondering what Zach. your Vampire Freaks profile was. Oh, just Zach? Well, now you know. Just Zach. Just uh, Zach. And on the boards upstairs, we got our main man. I thought he was going to jump in there and say his name. Nah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Dave. That's our misogynistic engineer, Dave. Well, I, think, I don't think we what recorded up, that bitches? part. Uh, we didn't. We didn't record Dave's misogynistic origin story. Uh, so. <laughs> so I think we'll cut that out. Okay. Uh, so it's Dave, Engineer Dave, on the ones and twos. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Ones and twos. I think he's more on the zeros and ones. Oh. oh. Okay. I'm sorry. He's a he's a <laughs> get strictly right. boolean kind of guy. <laughs> All right. So um. uh, how how are you guys doing? How's how's your week been? You. Um, hanging in there this week was probably went a little bit better uh not to get too into it but actually enjoyed both of these movies so oh yeah i forgot about the movies i was just trying to do some catch-up here oh yeah so yeah we never see each other except here so and then we're jumping right on the mic so <laughs> yeah well, we just got our hello fresh uh order in and we just made some uh pepper jack stuffed uh burgers that were pretty good that sounds good and hopefully HelloFresh will sponsor us, because I'd really like a free HelloFresh box. Yeah. yeah, if I could not pay for it, I would get them a lot more. What is something I don't want to pay for? Hey, uh... Insurance! If, <laughs> if, if, if big insurance is out there, or big, uh, friggin' barrel of liquor is out there, uh, feel free to sponsor the show. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm not gonna incriminate myself, but I have some opinions about insurance. I uh I I'm also trying to get a a sponsorship going from Amplify Music. Oh yeah. I think uh I think they're they're the best streaming service and I would like for them to uh sponsor us, you know. And what what I like about them is they pay the artist the least. Mhm. Uh like yeah, just keep all of it for yourself. That's all really the other what I'm services saying at the end of the day. Already underpay the artist, but Amplify really fucks them over. But don't you get exposure? And yeah. you can take exposure to the bank. 
It's true. <laughs> I mean, define exposure, really. I mean, is it exposure if somebody's using Amplify to play Old Town Ho out of their is it car exposure if I'm waving my genitals out the window because that's what they charged me with? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they charge you for every month on Amplify. <laughs> you have to expose your genitals to the public one time, and you get another month of music listening. Uh, so, uh, dude, think of the exposure. <laughs> um. Speaking so, of uh, exposure, we're recording this podcast outside on a 150-degree day. and uh, In the nude. In, in the beautiful nude. Phoenix, Arizona. So if it sounds like we're a bit punchy or miserable or sweating a lot, um, it's just part of our process. Yeah, it's, it's what it's all about. It's how we get in the mindset to talk about Nicolas Cage, mostly. Yeah. We fly out to Phoenix, we stand out in the sun, and uh, wait until we're right on the edge of heat stroke. And then uh, it That's gets pretty like perfect time to talk about Nicolas Cage. Exactly. Yeah. It, get, it gets pretty heated and then we start stroking, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I then, don't know what you're saying. Nick had a stroke this week. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, we, okay. So um, someone someone making toast. <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, donate to the GoFundMe to uh, finish Nick off. Where's, uh, where's, where's the toast? I'm, I want the toast, guys. Don't worry. Honey. I think it's bacon. <laughs> and no, you're having a stroke. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we watched movies. Uh, Detective Pikachu was great. We watched the Nicolas Cage classic, <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Um, indeed, he was Golurk in that movie. Uh, yes, you just I, had to watch the background for him. I actually, I think I fucked up when I watched the wrong movies, guys. I watched uh, Ghost Rider and Pay the Ghost. Wow, that's. I don't know, real bummer, oh. because Detective Pikachu was... I guess we'll have to talk about those two then, so Nick can be yeah. part of the conversation. Luckily, I've seen them, so I, I, I at least have yeah. some context, but uh. I was really hoping to talk about some Ryan Reynolds vehicles this week. Um, yeah. It was good. What, I thought it was Detective what, uh, what, Pikachu What, what, what versus... vehicle is this one? Is, I heard he got like an M3 or something. Yeah. Yeah, he got one of those uh, Mazda Miyagis. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Let's do hey. this. Uh, that's a that's a deep callback. That's that's a deep cut to uh something that nobody cares about. So, um Yeah. Hey, I care about it deeply. So Ghost Rider. <laughs> so Ghost Rider. One, the- wait, hold on. One time I ghost rode the whip and it was a Mazda Miyagi. <laughs> and Ghost Rider has a whip. That's slash true. chain. I was trying to say Miata and I said Miyagi. <laughs> It's a common mistake. I can I can speak on that. But yeah, but go, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rides, and has a whip. Yep. Um, and he's got like twenty five chains. He might as well be a rapper. Yeah, and famously, uh, so when Johnny Blaze transforms into the Ghost Rider, his motorcycle um, transforms into a Mazda. Um, <laughs> it's just a little bit safer. It's um, true. Because- another note, and this is a shameless plug because I make money off of it. Um, National Pleasure has a new single coming soon that sounds suspiciously like uh, Lowrider called Ghost Rider. Wow, I'm real excited for that one. Um, I th- I think I think uh, if they're cool with it, do you think we could bring it on the show when we do Ghost Rider two? Oh, that would be great. We could do a premiere on the show. Yeah, that would be rad. Uh, and maybe uh, all the hype from their song will reboot the Ghost Rider franchise. Uh, because I'd like to see what they could do with it now. Yeah. They're 
there is a modern Ghost Rider. Uh oh. It's uh in Marvel's Agents of Shield. Ghost Rider's in that show. Really? I yes. didn't even know that. It's uh what's his name? Jamie Reyes or whatever. It's Jamie been... Blaze. No, <laughs> not Blaze. <laughs> Jamie Blaze. <laughs> this guy has a Cadillac instead of a motorcycle. Wow. See, th- that's what kind of what I was getting at before is that like when you transform into Ghost Rider and your your head is a skull, basically you're exposing your bone to the open air. And you know, <laughs> we've all been there, uh, especially yeah, Nick. Yeah, um, that's why I can't be near schools. I've still got you know payments I have to be making about that, but I don't pay them. I mean, who can afford it? They should be paying days. me. I give them a show. <laughs> um. Oh, Robbie Reyes is his name, not Jamie. Oh, okay. Robbie, Jamie. Still don't know who it is either way. <laughs> Pick one. They're all named after Game of Thrones characters. Pick one. Rob, Jamie. I don't. <laughs> is is Agents of uh, Shield still going? I, I don't know. Well, uh, now that we're hovering around the vicinity of actually talking <laughs> about Ghost Rider, I think we might as well just swoop right in and talk about it. Um. So the movie was rated PG-13, came out in 2007, as I'm sure many people remember, or at least I remember. This is one of the movies I've seen beforehand. So, The um, glory days of superhero movies. Although, uh, while watching it, I realized that I didn't remember any of this movie. <laughs> I did not either. I, I um, can't remember the last time that I saw it, but I figured some of it would be familiar, but it really wasn't. Hmm. Uh, Zach's Zach, looking at I did not have that experience. Fools. I remembered most of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, Zach is. Uh, he's he's Got good at photographic this. memory. When it comes to comic book stuff, anything else? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, actually, um, the the Big Bang Theory was based on um, your life. Not a lot of people. Bazongo. Bazongo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's always saying that. <laughs> he's he's always saying that. Um, and uh, directed by Mark Stephen Johnson, who. Uh, I mean, he, he's got one of those three-person names, which makes me think he's going to assassinate a president someday. Yeah, but... pick a fucking name, bro. <laughs> um, production companies of Columbia Pictures and Marvel Studios, two big ones that you've actually heard of this time, unlike everything else we've watched. <laughs> um, runtime of 110 minutes, budget of $110 million. That is $1 million per minute. <laughs> That's and, beautiful. Uh, Box office gross of $228.7 million. So this one is in the black. It, Hell yeah. It made money. It's one of like three so far to actually at least make back what it. Because <laughs> at the time, Marvel movies were shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, this wasn't a terrible movie, but it it doesn't really uh, explain why there aren't really many superhero movies anymore. Not a lot of big budget superhero films out there um 110 million for a superhero movie nowadays would be fucking insane i don't think anybody would do that yeah that'd be um, dumb yeah like be... especially if they cut it into like a two-parter yeah i mean maybe if like a friggin uh russell crow or a, you know whoever whoever was gonna be in the dark universe yeah because if they were on board maybe uh what are they gonna do take like a washed up actor who's like addicted to drugs and making one of the most famous guys all of a sudden. I doubt it that I don't see that happening. And I mean, the thing with like, I like comic books. Um, so don't get mad at me, Zach. Um, uh, but you know, it's, you know, it's all the same. It's like, uh, we have one strong guy and then we have another strong guy. He's got a shiny thing that he stole that he's going to kill the other strong guy with. And then we got to get it back because he's going to 
star of the universe or whatever. And, and their parents are probably dead. Yeah, uh, their parents it's are probably dead. like partly their fault then too. If mostly. they die, they'll come back. There's just no stakes, so I don't see a superhero film being successful in this uh, climate. Well, yeah, personally. I mean, when when Disney bought Marvel, they tried to bring it back, but they were really they unsuccessful that. from that point because you know Disney <laughs> is famously full of flops. Uh, that company <laughs> well i mean uh, i kind of i feel like what they intend to do is buy out their competition and then force it into the ground type of thing yeah um they they actually want to kill the whole movie industry so they're trying to acquire everything and then take it all down in one blaze of glory yeah um, uh, like they bought like um, johnny blaze oh <laughs> yeah they bought the the rights to the star wars pictures um and they haven't really done anything with it yet um yeah there's Man, plans Star- for like a, a Boba Fett cartoon, but they haven't, they just haven't utilized any of their properties. I think they're just trying to, you know, do away with everything that's not Disney. Like real talk now, I am not excited for any more Star Wars stuff. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, I, I get a lot of shit for this, uh, but I just, uh, I'll take whatever Star Wars you throw at me. I don't care if it's trash. I just want to watch more. Uh, uh, Star Wars. I see, don't... honestly, I think, and I'm probably, I probably judge the new movies unfairly because so much of Star Wars to me is just nostalgia from childhood. And yeah. uh, I honestly, if I saw those movies today, I'd probably think they were annoying and bad too. But yeah, but to me, it's it's still great because I grew up on that. So right. But uh, yeah, I just haven't really been a big fan of any of the new Disney Star Wars movies. Or, uh, I mean, I liked uh, what call it. The the Force Rogue Awakens one. Oh, yeah. uh, well, Rogue the, One actually. Da- I hate Darth Vader is cool, but yeah, I yeah the last minute is awesome for Rogue One. The rest of that movie, though, I did not care about anyone. I'm so glad we can air this out because, uh, as I said, I have an unabashed love for Star Wars. Um, but everybody I know who's like hates all the new Star Wars movies loved Rogue One, and I didn't care about anything like I. I didn't care about the characters or really anything that happened in it until Rogue yeah, One it was kind of a point. Ruins movie. episode four. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and that's, um, well, yeah, I was, I, I was going to say that the force awakens, like I kind of like the first time I saw it. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I kind of wish instead of remaking episode four, they just, you know, come up with a new idea and not have to create a whole new empire again and a whole new, you know, yeah. I don't know. I would and have then, liked The Force Awakens more if it actually built up to something. Right, it felt like it was of, going to, and then Last Jedi was just kind of like, Ah, fuck it, let's just throw kidding. that away. Yeah. Like, what was the point, then, of making that movie? Yeah, I didn't I didn't even mind that The Force Awakens was a ripoff of A New Hope. I was just... Yeah, I thought that was kind like... I thought they I had were problems doing, with it, but like I felt yeah. like it was done on purpose to be like, oh hey, like we're kind of going back to our Star Warsy roots. Yeah, just you wait. Yeah, and then we waited, and yeah, and then they were like, ah, fuck you. I mean, I do wish I I could be more objective about Star Wars. I didn't really like the Last Jedi that much, but um, I every time I hear about new Star Wars movies coming out, I get uh, it just puts a smile on my face, even if they're trash. Oh 
So speaking of Star Wars, Ghost Rider <laughs> 2007. This is now just like the Disney IP uh, podcast, I guess. But uh, go- Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. uh, here, well, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 27% based on all the reviews that they compiled. Audience gave it 48%. So they liked it like twice as much as those damn critics did. And uh, yeah. Um, he, here's a... My favorite note about the movie that I found out, just a fun fact, uh, Cage's CGI Ghost Rider skull was modeled from an actual 3D x-ray taken of his skull. Yeah. That... <laughs> they took a 3D x-ray of his damn skull to make that, which is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it would have, it wouldn't have been any different if it was just like a skull yeah, is I a skull. I would not have noticed if it was someone else's skull. The but, only, yeah. I w- only would have noticed if it was like a raccoon skull or something like i really don't know what the point of that baby skull or something unless he like just happened to be under the x-ray and they're like hey why we got you here let's get a fucking scan of your skull and then we'll put that in the movie and he's like hell yeah well nicholas cage is a huge ghost rider fan he he has a ghost rider tattoo which i did not know that he had to cover for this movie obviously um and i mean like we we already know a little bit of his uh his superhero fandom given that he took his last name from luke cage yeah and his son is named cal l yeah which and he wanted to be superman right yeah. he almost was superman yeah uh, but this was his been? first superhero movie this was his uh first of three yeah well and going well now wait, let's th- let's oh, break wait, this Ghost down writer two i'm forgetting about uh, no Who's- kick-ass and spider-man oh spider-man but shit he was also in the fucking uh, teen titans movie yeah, he was uh, Superman. Superman. He, he, so he was. So four. <laughs> there we go. And yeah, I would say he'll, he'll be in another one at least. Uh, well, I mean, I like to think of um, our politicians as the real superheroes. So I feel like the runner was almost um, a bit of a superhero. Okay, I got to go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and Zandali just is sheer, oh, fuck the you. sheer power fuck of his fucking you. in that movie. I uh, hate both of you with a passion. <laughs> So, uh, well, I have, I have more trivia here, but, uh, the one thing I do, I did know about this movie going into it, Rebel Wilson's film debut. I did not, I was not expecting her to see her in this movie and I didn't realize it was her film debut until I saw the IMDB trivia, but yeah, she was funny in it too. She's, yeah, she's like, has, I definitely remember who that is. She's from like the Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, she's like super British, super funny. I like her. Uh, I like her too. I I feel like, um, it's like I I had no intention of seeing uh Pitch Perfect, and then I sat down and watched it, and it's like, thank God Wait, Rebel Wilson is uh, in this movie. I don't. I mean, I liked all three of the Pitch Perfect. You know what? Movies. I didn't dislike it. I'm not <laughs> I saying only, I disliked I it. I just saw didn't. the first one, and I actually remember enjoying it, but I don't remember much about it. The first one is I remember like Anna super in it. Rom com Oh yeah. After that, they just become straight comedies, and yeah. I think they're a bit better. I I feel like that's probably because of Rebel Wilson because like she she gets a bigger role in she each movie. really stands out in that movie she's just she's just so funny and she's really funny she oh, yeah. was her scene in this movie was very funny uh, mm-hmm. describing seeing a man with a flaming skull was, uh, was oh great. that's who she was yeah I she was, was the say, super goth. I just googled her right here and I don't remember that but she dyed her hair in this movie yeah yeah different. she was like all punk looking yeah, yeah she yeah. was uh, some goth girl getting interviewed by the news. Um, but yeah, so um, um, as we were saying, Cage's uh, 
a huge fan of Ghost Rider. Apparently, yeah. he fought really hard to play this part. It took a while for him to get it, and uh, he wrote sections of the script. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised to see that. Um, because I think the the director Mark, I I want to say Mark Evan Jackson, but that's not right. Mark <laughs> Stephen Johnson. Uh, also he wrote the screenplay. Um, he also wrote for Grumpy Old Men. He wrote the Daredevil and Electra movies. Oh. Um, Good job. Yeah. So this is not his first exposure to this kind of thing. Apparently he has a story by credit in the new Christopher Robin. The Daredevil and Electra movies are uh they're the most well remembered Marvel movies of this era. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, if you can in forget... Daredevil, the guy playing Kingpin was great. Uh, I I only remember Colin uh Farrell as Bullseye or whatever. Ooh, that was bad. <laughs> uh because uh well I was about to say best movie villain probably ever. I don't but, think I, I I haven't seen that since like it came out and I was like like nine years old or something. Yeah, I, I, remember. I remember Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, he uh, was Kingpin. Yeah, he was Kingpin really? in that movie. Yeah, may he rest in peace. He was really good as Kingpin, but everyone else in that movie Wait, was I, terrible. Michael I Clark Duncan's great. I didn't even see Daredevil. I just saw Elektra. But... I don't know if I saw Elektra. Elektra's way worse than Daredevil. Yeah. Like, so I've heard. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I have to be agnostic on the subject because I haven't seen the other. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I mean, it's just because, uh, and I hate to bring this up again, but you're a sexist. Uh, and so <laughs> there was no chance of Electra being better in your eyes anyway. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'll second that, motherfucker. Oh, damn it. Um, so here's, actually, I'm glad this was in the IMDb trivia because I, I really uh, actually lost some sleep thinking about this. Were those really Nicolas Cage's abs in this movie? Because there's rumors that it's CGI. The director has refuted these claims, but he looked like positively jacked. And yeah, we, he was ripped. We've that seen was... him like look pretty good, but he was like glistening, just fucking ripped in this movie. Yeah. Well, the one scene where they show him like shirtless or whatever. Yeah. He like when he's breathing it or whatever, it did look weird. It did look off. He might have been like flexing or something. Yeah, <laughs> like his his torso was so sweaty that it looked like it could. Either I think he be... just came out of the shower. Oh yeah, that. that that was part of it. It added to the like gloriousness of his body. <laughs> yeah. It made it look he... like he was like oiled up or something. And <laughs> yeah, basically they were like, "Hey, in case uh, you're wondering why this guy has a shot with Eva Mendez, <laughs> here's why." Uh, because, uh, I don't know, a theme in both of these movies is that Nicolas Cage uh, looks old and has a beautiful love interest in both cases. You know, so... It, certainly everything made post-2010 has been like uh, We'll that. get to pay the ghost. Yeah. I have issues, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll get uh, there. We'll get there. Um, the thing is that I noticed in this... This is the movie that made me notice it. Nicolas Cage has weird hair. Yeah, he does. Like, the classic Nicolas Cage look that I think everyone knows is like it's long-ish, but it's like slicked back, but then cut at the back. Mm -hmm. And in this one, he has normal yeah. hair and he looks weird. Yeah, he here's, looks strange. Here's my next fun fact for you. And this is a perfect transition. They spent three hours per day applying his hairpiece for this movie. What is with his hair? Like, I don't know. Like, like not for this wait, movie. Wait, just wait, he was wearing a hairpiece too. Three <laughs> hours, uh, and what kind of hairpiece takes that long? Like, I don't, did what's wrong with his regular hair? I don't know. Well, yeah, why didn't he just cut his hair like that? It, it's just a short haircut. <laughs> like, like the know. only thing I can think of is like, does he have like a giant crater in his head or something <laughs> that they needed to cover? Oh, three hours. 
Like, well, I could see that if he was, uh, you know, dressed up like a fucking Darth Maul type or something. Mm-hmm. But he, just a guy with hair. It wasn't <laughs> on fire, even. Yeah. Just his regular hair. Just normal. Um, yeah, I do, I do get your point, though. What is with his hair normally? Every movie, he's, his hair just looks kind of off. Aside from, like, maybe he's, like... Well, no, Dead Fallout looked kind of weird too. Oh yeah, uh, he was definitely he was wearing a wig there the whole time, so it oh, made yeah. sense. But is he like self conscious about his own hair? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I, I would say probably. I mean, a, a lot of actors kind of go through the same thing. Like Bruce Willis always has a he's either bald or he has like an ever changing hairline. It, like at some point, he finally came to terms with it, and it's just like fine. I'm gonna shave this shit. Mm. But uh, Nicolas Cage usually has some something going on with his hair. I, that's why I can't wait to watch Con Air because his fucking mullet in that movie is iconic. <laughs> More like Con Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Engineer Dave. All right, so um, uh, I guess we can we can move on to the plot summary then. Oh wait, I have one oh, more yeah. fun oh, fact. You... I have one more fun fact. Oh, give as many as you want. Sorry. Okay, sorry. One more fun fact. Ravioli is um, meat pop tarts. <laughs> yeah, true. that's that's true. Or that's, cheese. That's not even fun. That's. That shocks me to my core. Um, so to create Ghost Rider's voice, the sound designer, Dane A. Davis, recorded all of Nicolas Cage's lines as Ghost Rider, filtered them through three different kinds of animal growls, played backwards uh, to cover the three separate frequencies, and then they played that through a mechanical volumizer before finally giving it like a cr- some kind of crackle. So... Uh, I thought it was kind of unnecessary to have that it so seems, weird. That seems like a lot. Like, three layers of animal growls. Yeah, that's mysterious editing. To then just I put actually in... do that to Zach's voice every time that we do this podcast, to be honest. Uh. <laughs> just in case somebody was wondering why Zach sounds like that. It's because I am Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, well, you should, we should probably keep that under wraps. Ghost. Well, I mean, I'm trying to get Good. better PR. Ghost. So that's fair. That's this fair. is a way to start. Brand I, recognition. No, it's there's uh, the Marvel Universe uh, is a bit, uh, you know, they're kind of they like to keep uh, secret identities or whatever. A lot of the heroes, uh, I would say, for the most part, would you agree with this comic expert Uh, for Marvel? Like half of them, like they had this whole like civil war about it. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the reason that they had a civil war is because there was a lot of heroes who didn't want to give up their identities. And then you, uh, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of anime recently, like uh, you know, One Punch Man, My Hero Academia, where it's like the Wolverine anime. I haven't seen it, oh, but it, I, it I feel like uh, it's it's a bit of a culture shock, not because it's anime, but because they're like, hey, I'm Joe Smith, I'm a superhero, um, and like there, there's no Civil War plot in One Punch Man. They just go straight to like, I'm gonna register as a superhero, like. They're a sex offender or something. I think that's been a more <laughs> recent thing that's been happening is. Yeah. And I think it's the reason behind it is they wanted to have it more believable to be like training these superheroes to then go fight crimes where it's when you just have like Peter Parker's this kid in college who now goes fight people in the streets. Seems kind of weird where if it's like. Oh, we have these people. We're training them to fight these bad guys. We're not just sending kids yeah. out to die. Mm-hmm. I also feel like it kind of adds like a layer of complication where, like, you know, we want to have uh, Spider-Man fucking uh, naked in an alley, but nobody can see his face. 
because everybody knows who yeah. Peter Parker is, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Irrelevant. Well, just just thought I'd uh another, another side there. note about that. One of the best scenes in a Justice League cartoon was yep. Lex Luthor got into the body of the Flash and oh, like shit. he was gonna cause havoc, but he was about to get caught or like switch back, whatever. And so he quickly like runs to a mirror, he's like, at least I'll find out who the Flash is, and he takes off the mask and he's just like, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> That's funny. That's was good. it was that uh better or worse than when Doc Ock was in Spider Man's body? Superior Spider-Man was good, and I, I stand by it. I loved Superior okay. Spider-Man. I thought I, that was a good storyline. I remember that's one of the from the brief like three-year window where I actually read comics that, <laughs> that occurred in there, and I liked it. Don't worry, Zach. I am not here to talk trash about Superior Spider-Man. You look like you're about to get real angry with. We're me. about to throw hands. I love Superior <laughs> Spider-Man. That's the only reason I brought it up in the first place. Like you can punch each other, just don't throw your hands. I don't need shit breaking. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking take off my hand and throw it down your asshole. So Ghost Rider. So somebody. Ghost Rider. 2007. Ghost I was so close to hitting you with a theme song again. Just saying. <laughs> All right, the plot summary. Here we go. We we're gonna. We're gonna stay. I just want to say, here. good luck editing this. <laughs> Thank you. It's gonna take me some time. <laughs> That's, a, yeah. That's why I love going off on tangents because I don't have to do it's the best. any work in posts. Fuck these guys. Um. All right, so right off the bat, we get Sam Elliott narrating the opening. Every generation has a ghostwriter who collects the on collects on the devil's deals. Legend has it that years ago, one ghostwriter outran the devil. And you know, sometimes legends are true. And then, bam, cut to stunt cyclists at the circus. We got a... Young Johnny Blaze, which is Cage's character, but at this point in the movie, it's not played by him. Yeah, and this his dad. is uh, when he's he's supposed to be seventeen, I think, or something at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just gonna quick say that was basically the Coors Banquet beer voice. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, I, like, I mostly base the, when I do the impression of that, I mostly base it off of Sam Elliott. So when I hear the opening narration in Ghost Rider, or when I heard it, I was expecting him to like throw in "Where's the beef?" or something in there. Um. <laughs> Coors, the banquet beer. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, the the young Johnny Blaze, who I I wrote down the name of the actor, but um, I really just referred to him as generic two thousands white male actor in most of my notes, um, because just picture that, and that's young Johnny Blaze doesn't really look anything like Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying Sam Elliott, and I was like, oh, he, no, he no. doesn't seem very generic. Oh, <laughs> Sam Elliott is anything but generic. But the young Johnny Blaze, highly generic. Yes. White male actor from the 2000s. Very. Um, he He's like today with, we got the Chris Pine and the Chris, uh, Chris Pratt and Chris. Uh, yeah, the Chris's. Yeah, the Chris's. Uh, so yeah, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Um, he is a stuntman. His dad is too. Uh, it runs in the, the old family. Um, and basically his dad has cancer and, um, Johnny Blaze sells his dad's cancer to the devil. Yeah. Well, sells oh. his soul to get rid of the cancer. <laughs> well, he sells he he sells the cancer to the devil. You're right, yeah. Because <laughs> he goes in, there's cancer on the table, and then after the transaction <laughs> there's no cancer. That's true. So, where does cancer go? Um, um I, that is one of the scenes I really did like in this movie is when uh 
the devil's walking across and there's that flash of light and the shows like the old crippled shadow. Yeah. Like I thought that was really cool. That was cool. Uh, and there's yeah, Mr. Fonda gets a cool introduction, much better than in the runner. But, yeah. Oh. Uh, there, there was another cool part that I'll mention in a second when we get to it. Um, but yeah, Peter Fonda plays Mephistopheles or Mephisto as he's referred to in the comics, right? Yeah. That's one of the things I was a little like, why didn't they just say Mephisto? Yeah. Like, cause like Marvel has like, I don't know that I even heard him call him Mephistopheles. I thought they just called him the devil or he's billed him. or the character is called Mephistopheles, like yeah, in okay. credits and everything. It's like, I don't know if they ever actually say it. Um, Mephistopheles is, of course, the famous character from uh, that Radiohead song. Oh, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pyramid cool. song, uh, oh, yeah. I, I believe. Um, and that's where the demon is from. Uh, is that the one that's like, I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo? Yeah, I'm a the demon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the only song they ever made, right? It's uh, the only hit they ever had, so probably. <laughs> They made other songs. That was just the last one. Yeah. Um, the last one they ever had to is. Yeah. They peaked on music, but. <laughs> yeah. And they, they got their payout. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, Cage makes the deal with uh, Mephisto and becomes uh, the ghost writer. Well, he doesn't know it yet. He just knows that his dad's cancer is gone and he will be beholden to Mephisto at some point when Mephisto chooses in the future. Right. Also, his girlfriend's about to leave town. He wants to leave with her. And they, uh, he argues with his dad about it. I wasn't sure exactly why that was going down. Uh, he wanted to leave to make a life with this girl, but his dad wanted him to stay and be a stuntman with him. And apparently, Eva Mendez's dad was like against their relationship. Oh, I didn't catch that part. But it all ended up not mattering. The, the whole point of it is that, that uh, Cage lets down his girlfriend after promising her. <laughs> so he lets like, well, down his girlfriend. He sells his dad can dad's cancer to the devil. I mean, he lets down his girlfriend because his dad dies. <laughs> like Ooh, in a spoilers, let's, just, I mean, we're skipping ahead. So. <laughs> true. That's not even very far ahead. That's like the yeah, next like, yeah, part. The next, that's the next thing that I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so he, he sells his dad's cancer to the devil, but his dad dies in a motorcycle accident anyway, which is, we get like this, so he, he, he dies doing a stunt, um, and then you hear this like maniacal laughter, and you just see like the silhouette of Peter Fonda. Uh, yeah. In the carnival tent, which was pretty cool. I know Peter Fonda was in this movie. I knew that, but for some reason, I was super confident you were going to say Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton was jamming on his talk box uh, <laughs> yeah. while um, Johnny Blaze's father was burning alive. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the his dad dies, and he's like, "Oh gosh, the uh, I think doesn't he confront Mephisto too? He's like, you did this.'" Uh, He's it's, like, you yeah, said so he'd he, save him, and he's like, I said I'd cure his cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like he, as he runs away or whatever. It's like, you should have got a fucking receipt when you bought this monkey's paw, brother, because your dad's still dead. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> and he's like, what are you, the devil? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't you ever go to Sunday school, you fucking idiot? <laughs> and then he says to him, basically, like, uh... Don't ever get involved with people. Don't ever have a love life. Don't ever do anything at all, because someday I'm going to come and you're going to have to do my shit, and uh, that's all going to disappear, so you might as well not have it at all. 
<laughs> a little small detail I liked about that scene too is that whole thing takes place at a crossroads where oh, like yeah. de- oh, yes. deals with demons at crossroads is like mm. a thing. Yeah, Robert Johnson's there too. And, yeah, uh, Eric Clapton is. Uh, it's also in the Barrens, and there's a bunch of Torin running around. Yeah, and well, yeah, it, it's in the Barrens, and uh, Johnny Blaze can't have children. Uh, <laughs> in this film, um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, it's uh, years later. Excuse me. Um, and we cut to Cage about to jump like twenty five semis. Yeah, we get the modern day Johnny Blaze. Jumping semis to none other than the greatest stunt song ever, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, stadium classic. The stadium classic. Is that the one that goes, I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo? <laughs> yup. Yeah. Going off the creep. On a... Yeah. So uh, um, he gets into an yeah, accident. That was one of Ozzy's best songwriting moments. Going yeah. off the creep on a weirdo train. <laughs> I wish I was dead. Um, <laughs> so Johnny Blaze, modern day, gets in an accident. He like hits a wall or something. Uh, uh, or, he just botches the landing because he oh, makes yeah. it all the way across, and then and he tumbles a bunch into yeah. a wall. <laughs> and um, as you do when somebody gets in a severe motorcycle accident, and you, or you don't know the severity of it yet, what you do is you take off their helmet. And you slap them in the face a bunch. Yeah. Is that not the right procedure? Well, yeah, I think I, if someone's concussed, you want to give them like trauma, but in the opposite direction yeah, and knock yeah. their brain back. You, you gotta, there's gotta be an equilibrium. You gotta slap the uh, concussion back into place. Um, and the, the, he's getting slapped by uh, what turns out to be his like uh, right hand man in the movie, who is um, that one ginger from Blade. All I can think of during this whole movie is like, that's the guy from Blade. <laughs> I just watched Blade like a week and a half ago, so I was like, hey. Man, I love those movies. Uh, apparently his movie is Mac in this. Uh, I just refer to him uh, I had no idea what his Blade. name is. I, I refer to him as lead crew member. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in a bunch of like TV shows and stuff, too. Yeah, he's like, on I've some seen him sitcom, a lot. something. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of stuff, but when I like... We should probably get his name. Looked at his name on IMDb, I was like, I've never heard... Donald Lode. I've never heard this name Donald before. Donald Not Donald. Donald. Donald Lode. Logue. Logue. Okay. Lode would be so cool. <laughs> oh, uh, he was in Gotham. He's Harvey Bullock. Oh, right. Yeah. At least he's not Harvey Weinstein. Quinn. You know what I'm saying? Quinn Gotham. Uh, was that one of the ones done by Brian Singer? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, he's in Law and Order SVU. That's where I know him from. I mean, everybody's in Law and Order. I, I don't watch Law and Order SVU, but every time you look at somebody's credits, they're like, they've been a pedophile in at least an episode. <laughs> no, he was like a detective for a okay. while. Okay. So he was like a, a recurring character? Yes. All right. Still a pedophile, but yeah. just, <laughs> just, just one they kept around on the force. And uh, they, they make it to catch him. You got to know him. <laughs> so uh, C- Cage goes through an accident that really should have killed him. Like, even watching it. You're watching, it's like, ooh, that guy probably broke his neck, but he's fine. And uh, yeah, we better slap him in the face and make sure. Um, <laughs> then, uh, Mr. Loeb, uh, says Loeb. to him, <laughs> Oh, Loeb, Loeb I'm Mr. Sorry. Loeb. Uh, says to him, like, hey, this is more than luck. You got like an angel watching over you, and then, like, they're really beating you over the head with the fact 
for a while there that, yes, the devil is the one keeping him alive because he doesn't want him to die so he can fulfill his contract. Right. So, uh, then but, we cut to... Yeah, oh. that's where Cage has that line, like, you've got a guardian angel, and he's like, or something. <laughs> and then he, uh, he looks directly at the camera and he says, because it's actually <laughs> the devil, <laughs> the opposite of an angel. Because actually, I signed that contract I, years ago. <laughs> I sold my soul to the devil and he killed my dad. <laughs> but it's funny because the devil used to be an angel and it's not anymore. <laughs> um, it was a really weird scene. It's it was because this movie's only going on for like five minutes. Yeah, it was like it was like uh, there was a lot of scenes that were like a bad 70s movie where every 10 minutes they run through the entire plot. There's like one character who just runs in the room and he's like, this is what's happening to it. So there's a lot of. That oh yes, yeah. movie. Oh, and and during uh, his conversation with Logue, did did I get it right that time? Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, Cage is just very weirdly amused by a show on TV that's just a chimpanzee <laughs> in a karate uniform kicking a dude, and I'm really confused by it. I think that scene was meant to show that he did, in fact, get brain damage from <laughs> yeah. that accident. Hey, in his defense. If you're flipping through channels and you see a monkey in a karate outfit like, attacking some dude, you're going to stop and watch it. I would stop and watch, but he is just like too amused by it. He's laughing his ass <laughs> off. Because it's a monkey thinking it's a person. He doesn't I, I need feel like clothes. we need to stop the podcast and address why Nick doesn't find that fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, this I, is I've the karate the monkey podcast. Long, I guess I'm jaded. Uh, I guess so, but I don't know what you're looking at on the internet because for me it's a lot of chimpanzees and karate suits. And uh oh yeah. Oh also his uh his crewman's telling him like uh you're you're being too reckless with your stunts, man. You gotta reel it back or you're gonna get yourself killed. Like I know you got that angel watching over you and all, but like still don't die. And then uh Cage is like, Alright, I won't die. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention he's kinda trying to do a southern accent in this movie, and uh as we've learned from He drops it real quick. He drops it, but then it'll come back randomly. I feel like early on in the filming he was doing it, and then later he just didn't give a fuck about it. So there's like random scenes that they shot earlier that end up later in the movie or something. He but forgot like, what movie he was doing, so he's just talking with like a New Orleans affect most of the time. <laughs> I don't know if this is like a hobby for Cage is to just take roles where he has to do an accent that he can't do. But like it's been a common theme in at least like eight of the movies we've watched so far yeah, i feel like six of them are all uh louis like new louisiana new orleans yeah, yeah. Like some like even if the character is from the same place as the previous movie he's doing like a different slightly <laughs> modified accent yeah, a different take on the accent yeah it it, it does feel like uh, he's like oh i'm gonna take this role because i i feel like i can do this accent but i'm not gonna practice it <laughs> at all no improv need. exactly um so yeah there's a there's uh this dude in a trench coat uh who's a pale looking motherfucker with short black hair and he, we've seen him now like murder some people and uh he shows up and starts murdering people again um and then some like elemental people materialize well let's and, not uh, forget who he's murdering in this scene the Hell's Angels. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he kills a Hell's Angel. Because they make that line, only angels in this bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, he's like oh, I'm not angel. And, he's, he's and just so, like, 
He looks directly Magic at death finger. <laughs> he looks directly at the camera and he's like, "See, it's funny because I'm actually a demon." <laughs> um so yeah, he he pops up at a biker bar and he has like three minions who are like elemental fallen angels. Uh, four minions? Is there four? Yeah, because they kill off one right away in the beginning. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. I, I, <laughs> the, I missed that. Because there's a, a water guy, an air guy. Yeah. Uh, Earth. Earth guy. And who was the fourth one? Who did I miss? Exactly. There's no fourth one, you fucking liar. Mm, I don't know. I feel like the fourth one would have been fire, but Ghost Rider's got that going on already. Right. Or is we, I call him the Cage Rider. <laughs> <laughs> we already got a Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Uh, it's a real celebration. Did they do that? Is that, that, is that Earth, Wind, and Fire? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that's not. <laughs> Cut that joke. <laughs> I, I think that's cool in the game. So yeah, he kills, uh, he kills uh, these bikers. He brings his little uh, fallen angels down. Um, yeah, and he's he, apparently he wants their help to find some contract so he can unleash hell on Earth. And he wants them to help him find that contract. And... Uh, He's the son of Mephisto and has a vendetta against him for for making the Ghost Rider powerful instead of him. So. Yeah, is he's got some real daddy issues. Um, he, he's also portrayed by a really bad actor. I don't know his name, but I didn't believe a single line this guy delivered. Is uh, <laughs> Wes Bentley. Uh, he's like he's an American beauty and stuff. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the kid with the camera isn't he yeah um and i don't know apparently when this movie was filmed he was going through like a rough time with addiction um and i mean i don't know why this was even in the imdb trivia but uh, apparently he just took this role to buy drugs um, <laughs> good to know it it really shows in his commitment to the role where uh he just delivers everything really flatly and i don't believe anything he's saying <laughs> but uh but yeah so, so uh, yeah, his character is named Blackheart. I, do they uh, did they say that in the movie? Even they said it yeah. way later. But they, uh, I think when the devil comes to Ghost Rider, he's like, "It's my son, Blackheart." Okay, because yeah, I, like I knew he who he was supposed to be, but I I didn't really catch them addressing it. Um, but well, yeah. then uh, oh yeah, we we find out he's the son of Mephisto. I think I said that already. Yep. Uh, Mephisto shows up and says like. Hey, stop doing this. Stop trying to release hell on earth. I'm gonna Rounded. send my I'm gonna send the cage rider on your ass. <laughs> and then he's like, bring it on. And I'm confused as to why the devil wants to stop hell on earth from happening or what whatever's supposed to go uh, on here. Blackheart I, I, wanted to get that contract to become more powerful than the devil. Oh, I see. And the devil's like, no, I'm Big Daddy D. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then we cut back from all that kajiggerin to, yep. uh, <laughs> kajiggerin. I don't know why I just said that. I'm sorry. You amused yourself there? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, then we cut back from all of that to Mr. Blaze is about to do another stunt, this time in a big ass football stadium. But his old girlfriend, uh, uh, Ava Mendez, or Roxanne, as Roxy. she's called in the movie. Uh, stops in for an interview, and uh, since uh, Eric, she's a reporter now, and uh, he proceeds to in the interview ignore, ignore. God damn, I can't talk. 
ignore all of her interview questions and just tries to catch up with her while she's actively filming him. And yeah. uh, she gets real annoyed and walks out. And because um, uh, Roxanne doesn't want to have to put on the red light. <laughs> <laughs> the red light of injury when, he, when he's hurt. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, then... Cage goes out, and he's about to jump across a bunch of helicopters with the rotors spinning, uh, like his dad had planned, apparently. Like, it was the last thing his dad said to him, basically, was yeah. like, hey, I got an idea. Instead of a ring of fire, how about a helicopter? <laughs> with his dying <laughs> breath, he's just like, what about a I think, like, the exact quote for that was like, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's not lying. It would no, be No, it would cool. be cool. <laughs> I mean, what else are you supposed to say? Yeah. And, uh, and it was cool. <laughs> uh, so he, he makes the jump no problem. It's like, you know. It's like uh, he's being guided by the devil. Yeah, almost. He, it's uh, across an entire football field, and he lands on the other side and then just drives off through the stadium and immediately pulls up on Roxanne because he's got to tell her, you don't have to put on the <laughs> red light. <laughs> he, uh, there was a lot going on in this scene that uh, I... I was a little confused about because so he he chases her down the highway yes. on his motorcycle to catch up to her stops every car on like every car on the highway yeah, has he to can't stop. get her to stop by talking to her so he has to just drive and park his motorcycle in the middle of the road and so rather than being enraged by the sudden <laughs> stoppage of traffic everybody gets out of their car to get an autograph from johnny place well yeah. they're like running down the highway at him well i mean that's super realistic just could you imagine if you you guys all know the most popular stuntman right now right yeah, yeah. his name is um brick D johnson <laughs> it'll be yeah but yeah like everyone's just happy like gets out of the car for pictures like yeah, I'd they're all pissed. doing that. Uh, and uh, also, likewise, uh, his girlfriend isn't pissed at his or his ex-girlfriend. Long, long ex. I don't know why I'm saying that, but yeah, uh, maybe foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, Soon to be his romantic again. interest. Yes, his romantic interest is also not pissed at his weird stoppage of traffic. And uh, it's charming. Yeah, it's charming. He, he keeps not taking no for an answer and then kisses her. And then after that. Even though she didn't want the kiss, she's like, all right, meet me at this restaurant at six. And because, then he's like, yeah. And there's yeah, really, in fact, I literally think he delivers it almost like I did. But there's really a lesson to be learned here. And um, I really hope the incels are listening. So <laughs> if a woman says no, you just keep persisting. And if she says no again, you kiss her. Yeah, <laughs> it should be butter in your hands. But make sure you make you stop traffic in front of her first. Yeah, you have to do you something stop some traffic. dangerous and Honestly, fucking annoying as hell. Yeah. And probably illegal. Uh, well, highly. It has to illegal. be illegal. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope there's an outtake where she just, like, swings her door open, <laughs> knocks him off the bike, because uh, it's creepy. It's, it was weird. It's, yeah. the, the whole, like, I know they had a previous relationship, but that doesn't make this, like, stalkery shit any less weird. Any so, less stalkery? Yeah. <laughs> Stalking so, um, is stalking. Yeah, Cage is uh, getting ready when he notices his hands are red and smoking. <laughs> and uh, then he finds his motorcycle outside running. And uh, bam, Mephisto shows up and says he's he's been keeping Cage alive through all the accidents. 
in case he hadn't figured that out yet. <laughs> he says it to you. And now he's calling in his contract today. And he says if Cage succeeds, he'll return his soul and take the powers away again. But um, then Cage is like, well, I'm not doing it. And he's like, well, too bad, buckaroo, because it's happening. <laughs> and uh, the motorcycle then starts going crazy fast with Cage on it, leaving a trail of fire and blowing up everything he passes by. And uh, meanwhile, Roxanne is waiting in the restaurant, uh, and she's put up. She's, <laughs> don't even. Don't she's even. put down the red wine. <laughs> okay, that was good. Yeah, she she's uh she's getting shwasted um because deep down she knows she's about to be stood up because that's classic it, Johnny. But at one point she's like asked the like uh waiter or whatever like am I pretty? Like Oh yeah. She knows. Wait, she's really? Pretty. I didn't even You didn't want to see that? I I might have been taking notes. I might have been too happy about the fact that I came up with put on the red wine, <laughs> which is in my notes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, like she gets like they keep cutting back to her as Johnny Cage is turning into the Ghost Rider, uh, and she's progressively getting like more and more drunk. And at one point, she's like pulls the waiter down. It's like, am I pretty? And the waiter just goes, <laughs> oh, man. yeah, because uh, this insanely beautiful woman has been rejected by a sack of skin, <laughs> and it's really. Here's the other thing that did you just call Cage a sack of skin? <laughs> well, man? well everyone, everyone is a sack of skin. Let me just elaborate real quick here. When they did so, they they show the young Johnny Blaze and the young Roxanne at the beginning, and then when they cut to current, oh yeah, it looks like she's aged like ten years and he's aged like thirty. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it's like it's very lopsided, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I. Uh, I feel like she could do better. Yeah. I'm saying it. She oh, could do better. She totally well, could. She's a queen. I stand but, a queen. Let's not lie here. In pretty much every movie we've seen Cage with a love interest so far, <laughs> I think she could have done better. And I uh, will reiterate, no, if those no, abs no are real. disrespect to the man. It's we we just, love Nicolas Cage, if that's not clear. Nicolas, I would fuck Nicolas Cage, but for the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially with those abs. like. But two for the show. Yeah, one for the money, two for the show, three for the abs on which I'm going to blow. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, he's got yeah, a rockin' bod, so. Um, <laughs> so, Cage is drawn into some warehouse uh, where he starts screaming maniacally and going like, doing classic Cage freakout yeah, moment. Yeah, gotta get a little bit. Of, that's, <laughs> that's why he was perfect for this role, because, like, transitioning out of, or into... Ghost in Rider. and out of Ghost Rider, just like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. can't imagine anybody else doing it. Yep. And his, his whole body gets like engulfed in flames briefly. And then, bam, his head is a flaming skull. The Ghost Rider look that you all know. You know it. You remember it if you were alive during this time. Yeah. And, and in, or if you've read Ghost Rider comics or anything like that. <laughs> Go ahead and quick Google it. Um, if you have never seen the, uh, is it Ghost Rider? Um, and you'll know what we're talking about mm. when you see it. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, a little um, late to the show, but you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, this warehouse seems to be where Blackheart and his elemental goons are all hanging out. So uh, one of them hits him with a truck, and, uh, and the cage rider just gets all pissed and just murders him with a fire chain. <laughs> it's... 
just whips him with a chain and it engulfs in flames and kills Earthman. Oh yeah, he is that when he gets hit by the truck. Is that when he gets like caught in the chains, and then? I think so. Yeah, they're like, ha ha, he's choking to death. And he's like, nope. <laughs> oh yeah, look, that skull can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, of course those become the iconic Ghost Rider chains. Yeah, yeah like I like the guy hits him with a truck and then is like. Eh, he's not so tough. And then gets out and starts walking away. Doesn't even look if he's there, like if he's injured or anything. He was hit with a truck. <laughs> it's it. Like, hey, if he's if he's so tough, how come he can't withstand a fucking truck? <laughs> but he did. <laughs> and he killed him. Uh, but yeah. And then uh then Cage after that, like uh Blackheart and his other two goons run away and Cage touches his motorcycle and it turns into like an Ed Hardy skull <laughs> motorcycle that's on fire. <laughs> and, uh, he stops some random mugger who's mugging uh, Rebel... Uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. And uh, he says some really metal shit about yeah. like, your soul is stained with the blood of the innocent. <laughs> and then, like grabs him and like... <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the exact moment where her character becomes goth and she's like, fuck yeah, yeah yeah and then uh he just tells the mugger to look into his eyes and basically shows him like a fiery version of slayer's disciple music video <laughs> and uh, it's the penance stare the penance stare oh the penance stare i'm sorry i didn't it shows I, all his cry sins and it isn't uh part of the uh the the premise of the penance stare that like you Feel the pain that you've inflicted yeah. on uh, whoever. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think you feel it all. And um. Yeah. So like, if you slapped a granny uh, <laughs> and you get the penance stare, you feel like an old wrinkly hand on your face, type of thing. And um. But yeah, some then, people are into that. Hey, you know what? I, I'm not knocking it. I'm hey, not here to kink shame. Geriatric BDSM is my biggest hobby. So um. But well, their bones <laughs> pop right out of the sockets, so you can pretty much <laughs> fucking rope them up in any position. It's great. Uh, but yeah, then after that, uh, the mugger's eyes are like gone. They're like gouged out. It's just like fiery holes in their place. <laughs> fucking kills a guy. Yeah. He just fucking murders some random dude who was mugging a lady, which I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like there's worse people that he could be going after. You know what I mean? He like, could start uh, small. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. But just murdering a mugger doesn't seem... Well, it's not proportional to the crime that occurred, I think. I don't know. But, uh... So then he just uh, turns back in a cage with a, a weird, goofy scream. Like, like another cage freakout scream. Yeah. And uh, then, then he just wakes up and sees Sam Elliott in a graveyard and... Yeah, he wakes up in a graveyard uh, like he just came off the biggest fucking bender of his life. He's like, uh, why is that uh, mustache standing in front of me? <laughs> and With Sam the... Elliott just gives very cryptic stuff like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. You wondered where that is? Yeah. He's yeah, like, it's yeah, all over there. You're wondering what, where your bike is? You're wondering if it's still, if it's normal again? <laughs> or is it still that Ed Hardy bike? <laughs> wonder if it's all freaky like it was when you did that stuff that i know you did last night and he's like okay i fucking get it um uh so yeah he um he's patching up cage's wounds and telling him about ghost riding the whip and uh, yeah he seems to have like some weird encyclopedic knowledge of the uh the ghost rider history um which cage just doesn't question yep Right. He's just like, whatever. 
because uh, this guy just graveyard dad told me. Yeah, I feel like as the viewer, you're like, yeah, that guy was the ghostwriter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cage is like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and yeah, he it's tells him he tells him what happened the previous night will happen again when he is near an evil soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he says it only happens at night or in darkness. I think because uh, you know the, the ghostwriter is a werewolf. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> yep, it's got to be a full moon, got an evil soul nearby. Um, grows a tail. Grows a tail. Uh, his abs actually turn <laughs> into, like, a gut, which is weird, but, yeah. Um, so then uh, Ava Mendez is uh, reporting on the crash truck from uh, Cage Rider's altercation last night, and... Uh, she suggested the police investigating that it might be a religious nut because the people were killed with sulfur, apparently. And, you know, anybody who's killed with sulfur, it has to be a religious nut. That's, that's just how it goes. I like how they're like, oh, yeah, he died of, like, sulfur poisoning. Well, this body's clearly burned to a crisp. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it was poisoning. It wasn't the fact that it got lit on fire. <laughs> and they, they get immediately biblical with it uh, because... <laughs> That's what you do when uh, somebody is either burned alive or killed by sulfur. Like, you know, this probably the work of the devil, if you read that Bible. Yeah. It's sulfur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doesn't Eva Mendez at one point like say, have you read the Old Testament? Yeah. yeah. Brimstone. Yeah. That's sulfur. Yeah, uh. <laughs> real uh, great reporter uh, when she stumbles upon a crime scene and uh, just starts blaming it on the Bible right off the bat. <laughs> um, yeah. C- Cage visits her and he's like holy shit i did all this he's just whispering that to himself but he walks up to her and she ain't hearing it she's like nope nope you just fuck fuck up yeah you and she insults the shit out of him she's just like i grew up and i did things with my life and you you're still the same old sack of shit you always were why don't you go fuck yourself (laughs) she doesn't say it quite like that but that was the meaning behind it she's basically like i I have had a storied life, specifically the Old Testament. I have, I have read the Old Testament, and you are still the same non-Bible motherfucker. Yeah. So uh, then we cut to a wet cage stepping out of the shower, and damn. <laughs> he is ripped. And this is the uh, conspiracy ab scene. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's also doing weird shit into the mirror. He's just going like, nyar, nyar. yeah, he's, like, he's making like three noses. noses. He's like, for some noses. reason, he thinks that because his head was a skull the previous night, that if he looks up his nose and sees a skull <laughs> in there, that, that will be evidence of this. Well, that would be proof that there's a skull inside him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so basically, uh, actually shortly after the movie, uh, I went to the bathroom and did some exploring <laughs> myself, um, and I think I might be a ghostwriter. Oh, shit. Um, the Mike Rider. <laughs> yeah, there was a fucking, there's something real hard under my skin. I can't really see it when I look at my nose. Uh, Who's he expecting to see? Like, what? I don't understand. I don't. Um, it's Nicolas Cage. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like that's all. You gotta have some scenes of him being weird. It's that's that's the part he wrote. Yeah. Like, what if he tried to fucking rip his face skin off like a Terminator? Um, that's what Nicholas Cage sounds like. <laughs> Precisely. Um, so then uh, Mendez shows up to apologize what? for what she said. Like, oh. This scene bugged me where it's like the very scene before she was like, fuck you. I'm done with you. Yeah, there's and no then time. The next scene is, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she just immediately shows up and she says... She says she's sorry, and she starts kissing him, and he stops her this time, and it's like, whoa, whoa, 
I don't think we can go through this because uh, I got to tell you, I sold my soul to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes right out with it. Also, she before he, he prefaces it with by saying like, I have something to tell you. You're not going to believe. And she's like, I'm a reporter. I've seen anything. T- show me what you got. And then he's like, I sold my soul to the devil. I'm a fucking demon. I got a skull head on. It's on fire. And she's like, nope, not at all. Nope, nope. See ya. And she, yeah, she gets so annoyed at this. Dumb excuse, which it would be a really dumb excuse if if it weren't true. And, also, uh, didn't she just interview a pedestrian that saw a guy with a flaming skull? Yeah. And she finds this hard to believe? And she even herself said, like, religious shit is going yeah, to happen. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I guess, the, to, to be fair, there's no ghost writer in the Old Testament. <laughs> uh, have you read it? <laughs> well, not, not in a while, but... Uh, so... The cops pull up on Cage right after this and arrest him because uh, they found his Wait. plates from his motorcycle at the scene. That was the other thing that would like bug me. Like, so they find this like miles long, tore up road of just burned stuff everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And they find one burned up license plate. Oh yeah, and immediately be like, "This guy did it. This guy definitely well, wasn't just what? driven past by a flaming vehicle." Or mm-hmm. also like. How did he burn up an entire street? Yeah, like, like how did you co- do that? What yeah. exactly is the crime that he's being accused <laughs> exactly. of? Exactly, like his crime is fire. <laughs> his license plate burned up. His and they're crime just like, is We're the taking Prometheus you to jail. crime. Um, uh, so they uh, they interrogate him, and he's just like, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't kill anybody. And so they get mad and throw him in a holding cell with a bunch of other dudes. And these all all these other dudes are like, hey, it's Johnny Blaze. Let's beat this shit out of him. <laughs> Immediately. They just like, no all time kick up Except the one except kid. Except one guy. Yeah, except one guy. And uh, so while they're beating up on him, I guess they're all evil. So he just explodes in a fiery blaze and becomes the cage hey. rider again. Uh, and... Uh, he melts the bars and escapes jail, and he says to the other guy, You're innocent. innocent. <laughs> and then, uh, so then uh, we cut to Blackheart is uh, in a church and delivering his lines really poorly. <laughs> this is another scene that bugged me because earlier when Cage was at the cemetery with Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott's like, Oh, don't worry, those demons can't come to hallowed ground. Oh, yeah. And now this scene is Blackheart in a church. <laughs> right on hollow <laughs> ground. It's a, it's a fake church, though. That's Oh, it's like Church of Scientology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like all the other ones. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. So uh, he's interrogating the priest about where the contract is, and then Cage shows up, and it's, it's not really well established where this church is in relation to things, because I thought he was just somewhere random, but all of a sudden he's fighting the air elemental, dude. And uh, Oh, yeah, um, when, he, when he breaks out of jail. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's, hasn't he already killed one of the guys at this point? Yeah, he killed... He uh, killed the Earth man. Yeah. Killed Earth. Now... Air. Wind, air? Wind? Yeah. Now he's only got to kill fire. So, <laughs> Earth, wind... But uh, he shows up, fights Air Elemental Man. Air Elemental Man is like, you can't, you can't burn air. And he's like, oh yeah. And then he just whips his and chain. Then he burns and, like, air. <laughs> makes a chain of fire tornado. Burns air. And uh, uh, fundamentally flawed presence uh, premise there because I burn air all the time, like propane and shit like that. But whatever. Um, 
So yeah, a SWAT team is called in, uh, and Mendez sees the commotion from like across the street in her apartment building, and uh, she shows up and just sees the cage rider and recognizes it immediately as the cage man. <laughs> and uh, uh, the cops then afterwards try to pressure her into giving up info on Cage. Um, well, I mean, a little bit later. I'm sorry. They cut to her being in her studio. The cops show up and they say like, hey, we know it's Johnny Blaze. We've got him on security cameras turning into that thing. Uh, where, where is he? I, we want info about the cage or we're going to release the fact that the cage is the cage rider. And uh, so like, what are they going to do? Like this guy, like the scene before, they literally watched him take a motorcycle straight vertical of a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they're just going to be like, we're going to arrest him. <laughs> yeah. He whipped a helicopter and dragged it yeah. away and moved it. <laughs> Like, I don't know. And we'll just like, throw cuffs on him. Also, I don't know why they're asking her for info, because, like, she doesn't know anything that they don't. <laughs> yeah. How they, but she's how like, they... I'm not going to talk. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so then, like always, Cage, every time he turns back, or every time the Cage Rider reverts into the Cage Man, uh, he shows up in Elliot's graveyard, or Sam Elliot's graveyard, and uh, yep. he tells... Him that the former Ghost Rider ran off with a contract for some souls, and uh, that the devil wanted those souls so he could become power devil. Super devil. Yeah. Um, devil too. <laughs> this time know, I, it's personal. I was kind of distracted at this point by the fact that Sam Elliott grows a beard like up to his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like his beard is just like his whole face. His face it, is all beard. <laughs> um. Then uh. So then. Cage leaves, and then Blackheart and his remaining water goon show up, and they attack Sam Elliott. And uh, apparently Elliott has uh, the contract. On hollowed ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, on hollowed ground again, yes. And uh, he, he's got the contract. They say, we know you've got it. We're going to kick your ass till you tell us where it is. And he's just, he says, nope. Yeah, and then they're like, well, okay, then. <laughs> Leave. Well, <laughs> just, we tried. Yeah. What can you do? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, what he did, does say is like, oh, yeah, that girl. And then he, uh, Sam Elliott just turns to him and says, like, if you try and hurt that girl, he'll show up and kick your ass. And then he's like, that's what I'm counting on. It's like, uh, yeah, he's gonna generic bad girl. guy talk. Generic bad guy shit. Uh, delivered poorly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't stress this enough that. Yes, he was apparently going through a bad drug addiction at the time, but uh, it was affecting his acting. <laughs> but. Uh, anyways, Ava Mendez is meeting with uh, Donald Loge. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, Ginger from Blade. Um, <laughs> Quinn. And uh, they're trying to figure out, I don't know exactly, <laughs> like what where Johnny Blaze is. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And yeah, uh, I, this I've, this was just really an excuse to have them both in the same place. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah, Blackheart so that could come and murder. Eat. Touch Murders that guy with his finger. Dr. Yeah. Loeb. <laughs> Dr. Loeb. And uh, Maybe kidnaps. Maybe related to Dr. Lime. He did have one <laughs> claw hand. Uh, <laughs> Forgot to mention that. Yeah, so he kills uh, <laughs> kills Loeb. Logue. What a fuck. Mac is his name in the movie. <laughs> um, kidnaps <laughs> Eva Mendez. 
His his actual name is harder to remember than his character name, which is the reverse of every other thing that's happened. Donald Logue. I, I, I can't remember. Is it Logue or Loge or Lobe or Logue. Logue. L-O-G-U-E. Get a real name, then I'll remember it. <laughs> yeah, get um, a name like Johnny Blaze. <laughs> so, uh, then, uh, afterwards, uh, uh, the cage rider shows up and he starts, like, punching up on, uh, Blackheart and tries to give him the old penance stare. Um, and uh, Blackheart's like, not gonna work on me. I don't even have a soul, bitch. Nah, and, then, nah, 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 nah. and then just kicks his ass and tells him, like, you go get that contract or I'll kill Ava Mendez over here. And then Cage shows up to Elliot and is like, hey, I want that contract. And Elliot's like, why? And he's like, because I need it. And he's like, <laughs> why the fuck do you think? And he's like, all right. And then he picks up a shovel and just smashes it on a tree and pulls it out of the handle of the shovel. And um, then Sam Elliott's like, we ride. And gets on his horse and just, bam, he's the ghost rider. It's, it's a big reveal that you probably figured out already. But uh, I feel like if you didn't figure that out fucking immediately I, like, <laughs> there was no suspense whatsoever that i guess the cool reveal is that he has a fucking flaming horse yeah but um if you didn't if there was one second from the introduction of sam elliott to now that you didn't think that he was the previous ghost rider i don't know where your head was at yeah um um yeah so uh they both transform, which apparently Cage can do at will now. He couldn't do that before at will, but yeah, now and don't worry can't. about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we find out. Uh, I think this is at that point that he's like more powerful than his predecessors because he sold his soul out of love rather than greed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. I must have missed that. Yeah, because he wanted to like fuck his dad's cancer, <laughs> um, and so that makes him more powerful than the guys who just wanted to give people cancer so yeah. i don't know i think the line was like uh what'd you sell your soul for and cage just like heartache yeah, oh yeah yeah and sam elliott's like wow holy shit brother yeah. that was a cool comeback <laughs> never can't even believe that shit. <laughs> so yeah they uh <laughs> after that they transform and they ride to where blackheart is which is the place with all the souls that the contract gets and then uh, they transform back when they get there. And then Sam Elliott's like, well, I could only transform one more time. <laughs> Guess so, I'll die. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go die. And then, like, <laughs> Apparently the journey there, it was incredibly important that he transformed for that. And then flip back. I felt like that whole thing was just an excuse to be like, no, it would be a cool scene. The modern Ghost Rider with Cowboy Ghost Rider. Oh, an overhead shot of them yeah. leaving behind two flaming trails. That'd be badass. Because apparently the, it was kind of badass. But. It was super badass. <laughs> it was cool. It's just like it was but, so anticlimactic yeah. when they get there, and then he's just like, "Well, I can't do anything." <laughs> to, yeah, to put it in perspective, it's like, "What the fuck were you thinking? Why did you do that?" Like, like had, you could have saved it for the fight, no <laughs> doubt. But you you did it for the trip there. I, like, I also want to point out, like, he sold his soul to the devil, so he just went to hell. Oh, right? yeah, yes, he did. Damn, poor Sam Elliott, man. Yeah. Didn't think that one through. Very well. <laughs> no. uh, it's starting to look like uh, he was a pretty fucking <laughs> shitty ghost writer anyway. So <laughs> maybe selling his soul for greed had nothing to do with it. So uh, then uh, Cage starts walking in, 
and uh, the water man pops up and pulls him underwater, and then we get what is kind of an unintentionally funny scene, is they're like, and then he's like, and then torches him. Uh, Underwater um, cage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I felt like that was the point of the movie, like, oh shit, we never killed this guy. Quick kill him. Yeah, we gotta (laughs) quick kill him off before. Let's get him to come out of a puddle. (laughs) Uh, So then uh, he continues on and he sees Blackheart, and he's just like, ah, I'm gonna ghost ride you. <laughs> and, uh, and Blackheart's like, but I got your girl. And he's like, well, then give me my girl. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. And he starts throwing, like, fiery dirt balls at him, and Blackheart's like, pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> it makes some, he makes some really distressed noises when he's getting hit with these yeah. fiery dirt balls, but then the sun rises, and he's like, ha ha, gigs up, bitch. And then Cage, <laughs> since he can't be Ghost Rider in daylight turns back into the cage man and uh blackheart then is like yeah i'm gonna read that contract you brought here for some reason (laughs) and then uh souls start flying out of the walls and go right into him and he's like absorbing them all and he says the cliched line i am legion (laughs) yeah um Um, i think our legion yeah we are oh i i was thinking of the line where he says um you know you know what happens to a toad in a lightning storm (laughs) Same thing that happens to everybody else. Uh, so yeah, then uh, Legion <laughs> Legion fights Cage, and as just Cage, not the Ghost Rider anymore. And uh, Ava Mendez is there too, and they're shooting him with a shotgun, and it's not really doing much. But she then blows off his head, though. She does blow off his head, and then it grows right back, yeah. and then uh. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. I was like, damn, all that work. Why, why? At first, I was like, why did he bother turning someone into the Ghost Rider if you could just shoot him in the head? <laughs> but but then it made sense <laughs> when it grew back. Um, but yeah, uh, then Cage like stumbles into the shadows and becomes Ghost Rider again. And he's like, oh, I just if I'm just out of the sunlight, I'm the Ghost Rider. Because he's a werewolf vampire. <laughs> yeah, a werepire. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, so... With um, then he just grabs Legion and says or says to him, and it's like, ha, you ate a bunch of souls, so you got a soul now. Now have my pen and stare, and then he's just like, no, and dies, and you know he's dead. And um, yeah, then uh, Mendez kisses Cage because uh, you know, um, women are usually a reward in lazy writing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, then uh. Mephisto shows up and says, like, hey, I'll take the power back now. You filled your end of the bargain. And then Cage is like, no, I'm going to keep it and use it to fight you and your stupid face. <laughs> and then, Dummy, yeah. you gave me this power, idiot. <laughs> you stole my soul, though. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need that for? <laughs> I mean, if, if anything... Because he doesn't have a soul, he cannot be victim to the penance stare. <gasps> he can't, oh. So when he looks in the mirror, he doesn't die. Bow. Got it. That's the whole reason. He didn't want to have a whole like vampire thing going on. Only oh, that man. was that's not looking in a mirror for a different. <laughs> I feel like um, they should really do a Ghost Rider too. Yeah. Uh, don't if they did, I'd watch it. You know what? No, we should just watch it anyway. We yeah, should just if watch they it anyway. made another Ghost Rider with a Nicolas Cage in in the starring role, I would have to watch it contractually. <laughs> um. Uh. Anyways, overall thoughts. I, I enjoyed this movie. I mean, 
it wasn't by far a great movie or anything, but I mean, it was enjoyable. Had some cool scenes. I will say it was. Maybe I have a more positive view on it because of like the last like four movies I've seen before this. It was just like a breath of fresh air to finally see something that wasn't like a slog. But yeah, I had a good time watching this. I don't know. Yeah, and it didn't. It was a. I was a little bit uh, nervous when I saw that it was two hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, you know, it didn't really feel like it dragged on too much. And I feel like as far as the early Marvel movies go, um, not including Spider Man. <laughs> This is one of the better ones, uh, as far as that whole uh, Daredevil uh, Electra nonsense. The original Hulk. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I, isn't I the guy who did the Hulk did part something for this? I don't know. Wait, wasn't that Tony Ang? No, that's it. Ang Lee. Ang Lee, that's it. Whoops. Uh, oh, wow. Not that oh. Hulk movie. Um. But yeah, and I mean, uh. <laughs> You're definitely right. There's there's somebody that was involved in this that was involved in that first Hulk movie. Um but yeah, and I, I feel like um this was a suitable end to the superhero era of movies. <laughs> yeah. Um and because two years later after this was made, Disney would buy Marvel and it would all be over. <laughs> yeah. And so um, if we were to see another superhero movie these days, uh, like if they wanted to bring it back for God knows what reason, I feel like um, they would definitely look to this movie over Fantastic Four as uh, like material to, to pull from. Yeah, well, it's uh, I mean, I, I can t- totally see where if you were like a Ghost Rider fan from the comics, watching this movie would be a disappointment. Yeah, I assume it's it was not very faithful. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's. Like, they didn't even say Mephisto or anything. There's, like, generic devil. Uh, Blackheart looks nothing like Blackheart of the comics. Uh, But, I mean... Did they, like, not have rights or something to, like, Mephisto specifically that they couldn't say... I think they did. Because this was before the rights for Marvel got split up between, like, three studios. No, this is during that time. Oh, it is? Yeah, because this is why there's so many of those movies, because Marvel sold off the rights to all those characters to different people. Yeah, but I Uh, I thought it was still kind of centralized, and they weren't, like, super stingy about it before Disney. But I don't know. uh, (laughs) I don't know. But, like, I don't know. I forgot where I was heading with this. Oh. (laughs) Who knows? Um, And Uh, the other thing is, I, I... believe that wasn't blackheart originally like a daredevil villain or he he started in daredevil and i think mephisto started somewhere else that was not ghost rider i believe i know both of them are a big part of x-men for a long time okay uh but yeah i don't know it just seemed like for a ghost rider thing where he's going after bad souls and everything they didn't do any of that like it's just Let's fight this one demon guy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they didn't. Well, yeah, really... All in all, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I didn't think the fighting was great. I feel like they didn't have like much of a budget for choreography or something like that, but I was still entertained during the CGI scenes of stuff going on. It's just like there wasn't a whole lot of fist fights or anything. It was just yeah. him kind of standing there and then like ducks, dodge, yeah. fire kill. <laughs> and then. But I mean, I don't know. I liked it. I also like Cage being weird in the mirror and freaking out as he's morphing and stuff like that. Cage, That's the type of stuff Cage is meant to do, honestly. I feel he's like. definitely at his best when he's wacky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I also think this cemented in, to me, Nicolas Cage should play 
the dad like character. Yeah, like yeah. he should not be the like main action hero star or whatever. Yeah. Like even when he's younger, he he should play the dad. And he, yeah. he wasn't even particularly young in this, so it it just yeah. felt kind of odd. And I, I guess knowing the backstory that he like really lobbied to get this role because he's obsessed with Ghost Rider, I'm glad that he got it. Mm. But it just good for Cage, yeah, good for Cage. Doesn't doesn't yeah. seem like the first pick for me. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad he did it. Um, well, yeah, so that's our thoughts on that. I think we're going to take a little short break and then we'll be back to talk about pay the ghost writer. I think they really should have, uh, or here at Controversial Opinion, they should have made a crossover between these movies called Pay the Ghost Rider. And yeah. uh, he should have showed up at their door demanding money. <laughs> yeah, he's like a repo man. Yeah. And they should have made a, a friggin' movie about Drake called Pay the Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, damn. It's funny because Drake sucks. <laughs> Are we recording? Are we recording? <laughs> yeah, we've been recording for like five minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I kind of right. thought that was going on. All right. Yeah. Oh. And uh, real quick, we are still looking for a new engineer. Uh, if you know anybody <laughs> at all. Um, well, quite frankly, I'm so busy with National Pleasure right now that I'm not going to need you guys pretty soon. You're going to have to find a different studio to record in. No, it's okay, Dave. You don't have to listen to what I'm saying. Uh, if you literally no, no experience needed, no anyone could do better. Like. Look at our setup right now. I mean, where did we find Dave again? We were like on our way to the liquor store. We were like, hey, we should record a podcast today. And we find this fucking guy jacking off into all the Mountain Dew. Let's talk shit about Nick now. He's uh, a fucking bitch. You know what Nick rhymes with? Small prick. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Hey, <laughs> it rhymes with have. Okay, tall Nick, small prick. Boom. Oh. <laughs> You know what Mike rhymes with? Fuck you. Whoa. <laughs> that didn't rhyme. That's wow. Yeah. That wow. That's really offensive. Wow. I think you should make an apology Sorry, video where you're Brian singing your apology. <laughs> uh, so pay the dough. No so Drake sucks. <laughs> Drake. Drake sucks. Drake. Um oh. Pay the Ghost is a film that came out in 2015. Is rated R for some reason. Wait, uh, it is? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I did thought, not realize it was rated R. I thought it would R. be PG-13, but it's rated R. Yeah, there's really no swears, tits, or blood, or anything in this movie. Uh, so that's weird. Now, um, I'm just going to quick say that when I was on tour, we did a little four-date you know, like a little four date, um, tour excursion, me mm -hmm. and the boys, and uh, National MP. Pleasure. Me and the and, boys. Uh, we watched this, me and Purvis... Uh, we smoked a little bit of hoo-ha, you know what I'm saying, and we watched this on the couch in the tour bus, and so I got some opinions about this one, so I might say more than hoo ah 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 this time. Oh, wow. Excellent. Um, and I won't lie, I, uh... I, I assume that Purvis loved it. Sorry. It, Purvis does seem like that kind of guy. I, I haven't actually met Purvis, but I do follow him on uh, Vampire Freaks, and oh, yeah. he kind of, uh, I get notifications for his feed. Um, I was a little bit on the hoo-ha for this one, too, ha... Where did you um, see that's rated R? Yeah, uh, I, I also I'm don't looking, I'm Nick. trying to find it right I now. Yeah, it's coming up as IMDb. Coming up is not rated. 
Oh, oh really? It's oh. NC-17. Maybe I looked at it, and I, it said NR? NR, and I just saw the R, so I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick doesn't acknowledge the existence of the letter N, and you heard it here first. Yeah, that's why they call me Ick. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doing we're doing great. This is this is good. This is Pay good. the ghost. Pay the ghost. Um, directed by Uli Adel. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. But uh, yep, 2015 film from Midnight Kitchen Productions and Voltage Pictures, which had a very long infographic of zooming in on a, a building. Which then got electrical. Yeah, I, it to- I thought the movie started. <laughs> it did look like it was uh, like the opening scene of a horror movie, but it was just like a annoying production card. Um, um, yeah, this director uh, hasn't done anything else of note that I could find. I um, couldn't find the budget or the box office gross for this movie. Uh, this um, this movie might not even exist. It's yeah. not rated. The director uh, doesn't exist. Um, so. Uh, Who's in this uh, piece? We got Nick Cage as Mike Lawford. Mike, pretty good, uh, pretty good name for uh, antagonist. Pretty good name so, for a piece of shit. Well, I mean, it's that. That's the reason. No, no, it's, no really though. I, I, when I poo, I usually name my turds Mike. So that's very sweet. I mean, nothing, nothing against. You. Well, I mean, it's not a very common name, and you don't even shit that often. Yeah. Uh, last I checked. Ah, uh, you got your uh, Sarah Wayne Callies as his wife. Kristen. Fucking um, Lori. Fucking, uh, she's Lori from The Walking Dead. Um, it, that, that was distracting throughout this whole movie, because she is always Lori now to me. And yeah, I don't know I if just, I've ever seen her in anything else. I know she's... I don't think I have either. She, I'm sure she's been in stuff. Too bad she's Lori and I hate her. Yeah. Every time I try to say her actual name, the Sarah Wayne Callies, I always accidentally say... Sarah Michelle Geller, but a very different person. See, I keep different. thinking Sarah Wayne Shepherd. I'm thinking <laughs> Kenny's sister. Uh, I'm thinking Sarah Wayne Gacy here. Okay. <laughs> um, um, and then you have other people. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you had Cage. You had some dude who was a cop who they just gave up on his character halfway through the movie. And yeah, you have oh a yeah, kid. he just doesn't show up anymore. Yeah, no, there, yeah. well, and there's Cage's colleague. Uh, her name is Hannah. Apparently, I didn't yeah. really realize that. Uh, played by Veronica Ferris. Fairies. Uh, she furries. She's very, very good. She's played by furries. <laughs> She's played by a bunch of furries in <laughs> a trench coat. Uh, um. So just some general fun facts about this movie. I only found one. This movie was first announced in 2010 with a different director. Came out 2015. So five years of work and we got that. I feel like after five years, you better make a great goddamn movie. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, You know, this movie was probably my favorite movie I've seen. And I feel like the five years of work really shows uh, in the film, uh, because you know the the, the plot holes. <laughs> the, the, there's about uh, well, five really plot holes, but so the, the there are plot, plot holes, holes about a five year <laughs> diameter. There's an actual uh, plot hole in this movie, a <laughs> hole that is a pl- in the plot. It's it's, <laughs> it's that, ah! that is true. Um, and it's a plot hole that you can only visit once a year uh, <laughs> on the scariest day of the year. Halloweeny. Oh, all Hallow's Eve. How long can we get, keep this going? <laughs> Ooh, Pay the scream. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the ghost. In this movie. 
Um, uh, no, just kidding. I'll so, uh, okay. But, well, did you have any fun facts about this? Or um, absolutely none. It was actually pretty <laughs> okay. disappointing after going through <laughs> going through all the like trivia for Ghost Rider. And I was like, oh, let's see what we can dig up about this movie, and it was literally nothing. Yeah, uh, this movie existed. This movie existed. I know it exists because I saw it, <laughs> but it's hard to find anything about it online. Of That's any true. Proof of its existence. Um, so like a little little plot summary. It opens in New York, sixteen seventy nine. Pentagrams are on the floor. And there's children hiding in the basement while weird noises and banging are happening upstairs. And you can tell it's Halloween because they're wearing animal masks. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Oh, uh, whatever. I don't know. Apparently, I'm really unobservant. I don't know why you guys listen to don't me talk worry. about movies. Does that matter? <laughs> it doesn't make a single difference whatsoever. I think it was just like, hey, look at they did. They're doing trick or treating in the 1600s. Hey, <laughs> which were they even doing? I have no idea. I don't know what they were. They were trapped under the floorboards in their uh, like costumes. Later in the movie, they show like the, they're just like dancing in a circle outside, and then they run inside. Yeah, um... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, life is short, nothing really matters, and this movie really uh, kind of ran with that premise. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they got the kids wearing animal masks under the floorboards, and you can hear their presumably mother being murdered, I guess, above oh, yeah. them. Um, and then, as you do, when you're hiding under the floorboards, you scream out, Mom! Um, and then a demon punches through the floor. It's, the floor just cracks open. Yeah. Uh, we don't see what it is, I don't think. Yeah, but. we don't see anything. It definitely seems like there's a presence that blasts its way through the floor. Uh, I'm thinking in a punching motion. Uh, yeah. But there's, yeah, there's no, no visible, uh, anything. But, uh, yeah. So, after that, immediately cuts to title card and then cuts to... Young boy, present day, in his room at night, and there's a spoopy black cloud rolling around by his window, and uh, he goes to his mom's bed and says, like, I'm scared, and she's like, well, sleep, with, sleep here with me, we're waiting for your dad, and then, uh, yeah, then, fucking pussy. yeah, uh, cage man uh, is, like, working, and he's like, oh no, I'm super fucking late, and then he leaves home, and uh, comes home, finds his son in his bed, and then takes him back over to his uh, his son's bed to put him to proper bed. And he's like, uh, you fucking my wife. Yeah, what, why are you fucking my wife? <laughs> if <laughs> I catch you in my wife's bed again, I will kill you. He, he's like, hey, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> walking dead. Uh, from, yeah. Fuck sure. Lori. Uh, <laughs> you know, this kid did. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, he says, like, hey, we'll carve a pumpkin tomorrow before you go trick-or-treating. How about that, kid? And then the kid is like, okay, dad, because this kid cannot <laughs> add inflection to a line. He sounds like a fucking robot. And I don't yeah. want to shit on a child actor, but I've seen child actors much better than this before. Yeah. I, Even in, like, knowing. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, he wasn't, like, uh, possessed or anything at this point. So, or I mean, or any point, really. But, um, so there's really no explaining, uh his affectations away and like they they make it obvious very early on that uh cage is an absent father he's like 
a college professor, obviously the busiest job in the world. I didn't think they were implying he's an absent father, just like well, not lately, completely absent, he's just like somewhat absent. Yeah, he's it's it's one of those like you work too much, Dad. Yeah, you know, right. all the time. Um, you, you're talking too much about Edgar Allan Poe to these kids. Yeah. To, which Spank have you kid. been in a college class where at the end of it everyone clapped and cheered? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> I don't like think the, that exists. Uh, last class that everybody was ever going to be in, yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Uh, um, and his his spiel wasn't even particularly inspiring. Yeah, like uh, he was so just reading Halloween. the story. Hey, it's Halloween. I'm talking about scary old authors. Oh, you ever heard of the Raven? No. He harked. I believe he's talking about. The Errol Koenig. Yeah, but he does mention <laughs> Poe and uh, yeah. fucking somebody else that, uh, you know, old dead British guys. Yeah. Sleepy um, Hollow, I think you raise up or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just being a dick. I, uh, uh, um, I'm just glad he's yeah, dead. Sleepy Hollow in there. Oh yeah, there is a scene where it clips to him in his class again. It is not this scene, I'm sorry, but... It's inconsequential, so I'm probably not going to bring it up again, but I just, I want to bring it up now. There's a scene where it cuts to him teaching this class, and he's like, Sleepy Hollow. He, re- he even gets across the tone and the dread just in the title, and then it cuts away, and I'm like, is that supposed to make me think about the title of this movie? Because Pay <laughs> the Ghost doesn't really get, like, the setting or the tone across or anything. You just, you pay the Ghost? It, that could be a comedy movie for all I can get. Pay the but- Ghost sends out that... You should really look at your finances. Yeah. Yeah, you need to uh, check your accounts payable. You type <laughs> Fuck. Gotta Sandley. make your accounts payable, man. But yeah, but basically he finds out he gets tenure, so he goes home. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, I gotta get home and carve a pumpkin. And it's But he gets dumb there. fucking kid. <laughs> but it's too late. They're already out trick-or-treating, and uh, the kid sees a vulture flying around, and his mom doesn't see it. He's just like, yeah... Mommy, do you see the burn? She's like, what are you talking about, nope. kid? <laughs> well, it's probably because it was a terrible CGI vulture anyway. It was. And sometimes it actually looked like it was just a puppet that was poorly <laughs> maintained. But I swear so. when I first saw it, I thought it was a crow. It, it had crow features. It, it flew like a crow. I swear it had a crow head. Yeah, I'll have I, to rewatch it. But I'm not rewatching that shit under any <laughs> circumstances. I, I didn't really realize that it was a vulture until like the 80th time they showed it. Not really, but they did show it a lot. Uh, well, the best part was that it talked like it was in the Beatles. Yeah, it was uh, uh, voiced by is who's the guy who does Yoda? Is it Frank Oz or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, because uh, that's why they did the. Uh, the wait, I think it was uh, Frank Frankie Munoz. Uh, Frankie Munoz, um, <laughs> who also voiced Yoda. <laughs> he voiced Yoda. He actually would he Luke, did the thing where the he boss would uh, now. kneel down on a pair of shoes to look shorter, um, and then they just put a robe over him. <laughs> Uh, but those vultures, like, they kept showing, but they had no relevance. Nope. Right. It was just like, oh, hey, remember there's some, like, spooky stuff going on? Because yeah, uh, wherever like, these vultures go, spooky stuff follows. Yeah, but, like, why vultures? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I they, think the vultures are just the scariest bird. Because they, are they eat dead stuff, and they look like a bald Ostriches guy. are, like, six feet tall and can run at, like, 40 miles per hour. <laughs> um, but they can't 
uh, fly. They are modern uh, Which makes them look even more frightening when you see this giant-ass bird running at you. But keep in mind, this is in New York. There's Dude, so many people who are telling you you know Ostrich. Yeah, that would have been great. It would take an ostrich so much effort to charge through the busy streets of New York just to scare this one <laughs> stupid fucking kid. <laughs> Daddy, are you gonna pay the ostrich? <laughs> Daddy, can we pay the ostrich? Um, yeah, so uh, on the topic of Daddy, can we pay the um, cage? When they get back, Cage is like, "I'm sorry, we didn't get to the pumpkin, son, but I'm here now. How about uh, we go to the carnival?" And his wife's like, "No." And then he's like, "I got tenure," and she's like, "Oh, then go to the carnival." <laughs> And the best part is his kid doesn't even care that his dad wasn't there. He's just like, wow, you dress like a cowboy. <laughs> it's like, wow, this kid is fucking stupid as hell. Eat anything <laughs> up. This is so easy. I'm going to take him to the carnival. Um, Can I just take a second just to interject that the kid had no expression for the entire fucking movie? Yeah. Yeah. Flat faced, flat inflection. Or- flat chest. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no big boo baby in this movie. If you're going to have a kid who's a bad actor, at least give him a big old set of honkers, dude. All I'm saying, give me something to focus on, honey. I think you're going to be on a list now with Brian Singer. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, if this was a Brian Singer movie, that kid would be stacked. Um, so, yeah, they're in line to get some ice cream, and the kid sees a vulture again, and he says, like, Daddy, can you pay the ghost? And then Cage is like, what? The fuck uh, are you talking I, about? fuck are you talking about? <laughs> ice cream. What ice cream, please? Get and then the ice cream like, so he can shut the fuck up about this ghost. And then the guy is like, what, kid? <laughs> well, that, that's not actually... <laughs> and then Cage looks over, and his son's gone, and he's like, no, no, and he's freaking out, running around yelling Charlie, and he grabs another kid who's about the same height, also... Blonde hair and is wearing the same exact pirate costume. (laughs) He grabs him by the shoulders and he's like, listen, you tell my wife that you're Charlie. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, he runs around and then he just runs. He talks to a cop and the The cop's like. The worst cop ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the cop is just like, well, how do you know he didn't just go home? Why don't you go home? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Terry walks up to the cop's like, my kid is God. And the cop's just like, (laughs) And then as, as soon as he gets home, he's like, wait, is Charlie not here? And his wife is like, what the fuck? You <laughs> left him? <laughs> also, uh, one of the cops is like, don't worry. Most of these cases get solved in 24 hours, uh, which that's bullshit. I mean, I mean, that doesn't feel true. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure they mixed up the thing where it's the, the, first, hours. the first 24 hours are the most important. Yeah. Where after that, the kid's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, the, he, he meant to say. If we don't find him in the next 24 hours, <laughs> give up. Serial yeah. season four. <laughs> Pay the ghost. So uh, they file a police report, and uh, afterwards, Cage's wife is mad at him for losing, losing the son. Which, again, you know what? Fuck Lori. <laughs> like, he lost his son or whatever, and he's like, search for him. Not his fault at all. Like, the kid was literally right next to him. Yeah, he was and, holding like, his that hand. was amazing to me too. Like instead of like in focusing her upset, like her being upset on the fact that her kid was gone, her being upset was completely focused on whether that Nick Cage lost her fucking kid. Yeah, it's just I don't think that if she really, it's just if she really loved bad make writing. Any sense to me. <laughs> Real bad writing. Um, but I mean that the freaking 
Sometimes, like, watching these movies, I feel like there's these uh, writers who just don't understand why their wife is mad at them, so they <laughs> they just, like, come up with some sort of weird scenario for a woman to be mad at a man. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, it's tone deaf at best. Yeah. Like, you really could have made it easy where make it more seem like it was Nick Cage's fault that the kid's gone. Like, him being like, oh, wait here while I get you ice cream. Like, stay in this creepy alley that we keep yeah. going by. Yeah. Right, give him some sort of, like, background where he's lost the kid before in some capacity, so she can, like, actually, like, think of it as, like, his negligence and not, like, you know, a freak incident where the where he brought his kid, I don't... Or, like, uh, well, before the, Charlie disappears, he sees, like, a friggin' demon lady mm. at the carnival, and, like, maybe at least uh, have Nicolas Cage see this uh, demon lady and be like, go wait with her. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems nice. She she's nice and she looks like she needs a loved one. Uh, Have my kid. <laughs> just hang with her and I will. I get bet you a hug would brighten her day. And if you kept hugging her for the rest of her life, she'd be even happier. Hug the ghost. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so Cage is sleeping on the couch. He sees some weird shit outside. So he goes up to his son's room, looks out the window, and then bam. Charlie's right behind him, and he says, D- "Do you see it out the window?" Because <laughs> he's a fucking robot, which and- would almost make sense at this point in the story <laughs> if we're supposed to believe that he's like some zombie or something. <laughs> but uh, he's pretty much been like this the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just—I don't know. He's been weird. The it's just the kid can't act. I'm sorry. Yeah. I child like, actor. You probably, I'm not you, saying I would have done better in your shoes at that age. I child actor. I don't remember the name of, if you're listening right now, it's not fully your fault. Yeah. If you think he's a <laughs> bad child actor, thinking that you could act. Yes. <laughs> if you think he's a bad child actor, you go make a child that can act better. Okay. All right. I'll Do build it. my own child. <laughs> With blackjack. And hookers. <laughs> in fact, forget the child. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Cage then looks out the window and he sees like a black cloud covering the street and then we get jump scared as it crashes into the window with a face and then bam, it's a nightmare. Cage is waking up and it's like almost a year later and his, his wall is covered with notes pinned to it. Like he's trying to put together like the JFK assassination conspiracy, which I don't understand how he has that many notes about his kid disappearing. I, I just don't. Some of uh, some of the notes were how many just articles. Could there be? Yeah, <laughs> but some of the things on the wall were just the missing posters that he was hanging up. <laughs> this so, is a clue. <laughs> I was a little confused by that because that was the first thing I noticed on the wall. And well, it's in case he forgets his the what his son looks like because he has no other pictures. <laughs> yeah. uh, absent father. Absent. <laughs> father and you know you can't take a picture of a robot i think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> or is it a vampires i don't know um but yeah so the, it's a year later uh, three days to halloween yeah um, oh i think him and his wife are like separated or something yeah, he's like, uh, just put a strain on their relationship yep he's a bachelor and end up in his own apartment now um yeah and it's been like it's been one week <laughs> You, 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 see, that was the point at which I thought the sexy kid. co-ed was going to show up, but yeah. uh, it, that's still a mystery to me. That's more of a mystery than the fucking ghost. Yeah, for some reason, at least on the Wikipedia cast list, there is a person credited as sexy co-ed, <laughs> which I don't recall ever seeing in this movie. Uh, 
it, well, it says Emily, parentheses, sexy co-ed. <laughs> Which uh, there's no one named Emily that I remember, and no co-ed either. Uh, but I, I have some know. screenshots from that part I can show you later. Um. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so he's out putting up more missing posters, and uh, he sees his son in the pirate costume on a passing bus. and uh, Also more vultures overhead. Yeah, more vultures. And he gets on the bus, and his kid's not there. So then so, uh, he gets off the bus and he's like, oh, this is getting fucking weird. And then he sees a vulture fly into a lot that has paid the ghost written on the wall, which is the last thing his kid said to him. See, this is the dumbest part of the fucking movie. Anyways, continue. So, yeah, he sees sees the graffiti that says pay the ghost, which uh, which if, apparently homeless people know about. Yeah. It, yeah. It, well, if you'll recall, uh, it sounds like something that his kid said and um, his kid wasn't painting. We'll see. <laughs> um, and uh, so he wanders into the building full of homeless squatters and he's just like, what does that graffiti outside mean? Which is, you know, generally what you ask people. Like if someone's if someone spray tagged my <laughs> house or something, I, I would want people to walk in and be like, hey, what does you're a fucking faggot mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how art works yeah all right well it's not how fucking graffiti works like you don't just ask the nearest person what the graffiti means like <laughs> presumably somebody it doesn't like that's it, it misses the mark entirely on that i, I can i would disagree with this one i can see where if you go to this like abandoned building thing and there's a bunch of homeless people living in there and that seems to be important where it might be something that they would know about yeah, I still but think there's more dumb. graffiti on the wall too. Like he didn't. I need to go back and see the still. But like, I they, he didn't. I don't know. Well, of course he wouldn't ask about like you know it just saying you know like anarchy that. rules. You know, <laughs> what, hey, what does anarchy rules mean? Yeah, isn't that a contradiction? Anarchy has no rules. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, he um, saw a crime that had happened, and he went and found the nearest homeless person. And Blame them for. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, when he's in there, a blind guy, a blind homeless man, like wanders out of the shadows, and then everybody's staring at him and being quiet. And uh, there's this weird, like wailing scream we hear, like, <laughs> and they make it clear to cover the fires. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, never came up again. <laughs> it was. What was that about? Also, they said cover the fires, but then literally 10 seconds later, dude lights a fucking torch. <laughs> yeah, well, he lights a torch to light the way when he's fucking blind. Also, he looked like Monkey from Corn. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, was, he was Monkey from Corn. And, uh, yeah, so, so Cage is like, what the hell was that scream? And then he's like, nobody knows, but she's always coming out before Halloween. <laughs> she comes back every Halloween. Hey, if that sounds cheesy... You know, it might be, but guess what? It's our life, and we're living it. And then, yeah, then he lights a torch, even though he's blind, leads Cage over to a wall that says, pay the ghost, written all over it. And he's like, yeah, look at that. Now you gotta go. <laughs> get get, <laughs> get out, out of here. Quick, quick question. Does this movie seem to imply that all blind people need to see is a little bit more light? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, then he goes and talks to his wife, Kristen, is her name in the movie. Lori. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Fuck Lori. <laughs> and uh, uh, she, she, uh, she talks about, or he talks to her about seeing their son. Yeah. And uh, about the whole pay the ghost thing. And then she's like, I see him everywhere, but it's not really him. You're which, fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like a grief thing. But yeah, 
yeah, she's like, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. So he starts to like look, uh, into the correlation between, well, he starts like looking up missing kids and eventually lo- like dives into the correlation between Halloween and missing kids. Um, and discovers that like half the kids who go missing on Halloween don't end up found. Oh yeah. Well, um, how first, about the database that he looks at when he's doing that, by the mm, way? Which, which also too, he's, he implies like, Oh, half the kids on Halloween that go missing don't get found. The ghost only takes three kids a year. Right. So are there six kids total that get taken on Halloween every year? <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently that's, if that, I mean, that's how the math works out. If this database is correct. Yeah. Um, but, but I didn't before, even think about that, but that's a huge hole. <laughs> um, before he uh, brings that information to his estranged wife, he like looks in a camera and sees a bunch of fucking demons or something. Yeah, yeah he, he, looks, he sees, sees the house. house from the end of the movie, which is also the house from the start of the movie and shit. But uh, then, uh, yeah, they meet up. She's like, I think Charlie is reaching out to me because like his scooter was just rolling around downstairs doing like 360 flips and stuff <laughs> and like, yeah that would have been fucking amazing if it does like a sweet like bar spin tail whip type thing yeah. his, his ghost is way better on the fucking razor scooter and than he's he been was. practicing while he's been taken away <laughs> well there's nothing to do <laughs> in not purgatory do or whatever in purgatory yeah yeah um so like uh cage tells her like hey for some reason, I've decided that all the kids that go missing on Halloween have to be related. And then she's like, okay. And she's like, and uh, there's this other person whose kid went missing. I have his address. Let's go bother him. <laughs> so, the, I don't know. They, they, they show up. They and... interrupt him in the middle of a big meth binge. <laughs> yeah. And he's just sitting there and he's like, can I, can I have some money? I, I got to pay the ghost. <laughs> Which he literally says. I don't know why I laughed at yeah. that, but um, I, he kind of chuckled too. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "My kid's gone." This is the only take we could get where he wasn't just full out laughing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he said his daughter also said, "Daddy, can we pay the ghost before she disappeared?" Um, yeah, and then uh, they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna go, Mister Methhead." It's well, good like, to know. Can I just say that like he arbitrarily asks for money and he drops a fucking two fifties. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, he's just like, you know, yeah, I used to hang out with this chick, Zandley, and I would do mad cocaine with her. I totally get it. Uh, I mean, this is in the Zandley universe. I hate to break it to you, Zach, uh, but it's painfully obvious. still scarred from that. In the Zandley universe, everyone committed suicide. (laughs) Well, that was after this movie, canonically, so (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) But, um... See, a cage tells the cops his theory, and uh, the main detective is like, "This is crazy," but then looks into it anyways. Yeah. Even though he dismissed it as being completely off the wall and that he wasn't going to bother with with it, he looks into it and uh, he talks to a lady who owns a, a restaurant in Chinatown, whose daughter also disappeared, and she says, uh, "Pay the ghost." <laughs> yeah, she said, "Like my daughter also said, pay the ghost," <laughs> and, and then the- fire erupts. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as they say it, like, the kitchen explodes in yeah. fire. <laughs> as soon as they say it in English, when they say it in, uh, uh, yeah, they like, say Korean it in, or whatever, She said it in Chinese happened. or Korean or... I, I don't know which. I'm sorry. But, um, wow. Wow. <laughs> I believe it was Chinese. But uh, she uh, she says it, like, three times in there what her daughter said to her. And then he's like, what did that mean? And she's like, oh, and says it again in Chinese and then says, it means this. And then says it, or pay the ghost. <laughs> Well, hey, the ghost was a white lady. 
and I didn't, they, we haven't really seen her at this point, but um, her kids <laughs> definitely don't look like their mother knows how to say pay the ghost in Chinese. That's all I'm saying. True. Okay. So at the house, Cage and Kristen, or Lori, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, Lobe? Whatever. <laughs> 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 Lobe. Donald Logue. <laughs> Uh, the power goes out, and there's, like, weird old-timey ghosts show up and disappear, and then Cage is like, er... That Kristen's was spoopy. Like, yeah. That was spoopy. That was real spoopy. <laughs> he's, like, surrounded by dead kids, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, That was literally the whole scene. So, <laughs> so spooky, scary. He handled it pretty well. <laughs> uh, and then Kristen's like, we should get a right. psychic to investigate the house, and then Cage is like, they're all frauds. And the next scene, there's one pulling up. <laughs> like, Her license plate says cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. And the psychic... <laughs> yeah, the, the psychic starts, like, wandering around. And she's just like, oh, all the children are, like, there. And then he's like, or the children are there. And he's like, who? Like, Charlie? And he's like, no, all of them. And then, like, she runs to the window and opens it. Yeah, there's, like, a storm coming. Yeah. She's like, they're all in there. And, it, it has the children. Yeah, and then or she opens the window and gets pinned, flies against the wall, and is banging against the ceiling, and then just dies. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. What? Why did she die? I I don't know. Or like, just, uh, she didn't say pay the ghost in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like this ghost lady kills only one other person in this movie. Also relevant to like the things. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, well, if she was so worried about like. People getting these kids back. Why didn't she kill Nicolas Cage and Lori? Yeah, those would have been the people to kill. Any but, sense there was absolutely no motive for anybody besides Nicolas Cage or his wife getting killed, and they don't. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just it was, seems so like weird. That's just like, oh, this person died. Yeah. The, okay. <laughs> well, they, I think they just wanted some death in this movie, but they couldn't kill any of the main characters because yeah. they didn't have any non-essential characters. You totally yeah. could have killed Lori. They're, yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. They're like, really she just served no to, plot. At yeah. the end of the movie, like, she just goes out of commission for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really just trying to keep the ship afloat at this point. Um, which they could have killed that cop, too, if they wanted to. Yeah, instead like, of just never mentioning him again. Yeah, it uh, seems I think like it, it actually would have been really convenient to kill his character instead of just having him show up one more time and then never show up again for the rest of the movie for no reason. Yeah. What I want to know is, like, this cop makes a really big case about how NYPD is not lazy and NYPD really does work a whole hell of a lot, but then... Uh, when somebody mysteriously dies in this dude's fucking house after he's clearly making, you know, statements that make him sound like he's fucking having a, like a psychotic break, they, he's, he doesn't even bother to question whether or not he killed them. Because he didn't say pay the ghost. <laughs> in Chinese. <laughs> Which is yeah. the specific way you need to say it before you say it in English. Um, but yeah, um, so then after the psychic gets murdered in their house, they're like, yeah, let's just still stay here tonight. It seems like a great idea, right? So they, they just there. put a blanket over her oh. body and they sleep on top of it. But this is the last scene with the cop where he comes and picks up the body, oh, right? Yeah. He picks up the body and he's just like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else you need me to grab while I'm here? And I think we'd never see him again now? Yep, right? that's the last yeah. time we ever see him. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, wait, you see him in the uh, in the morgue scene. Oh, yeah, where they open up that psychic's body, and they're just like, oh. look, it's burned. 
Yeah. They, they Another inconsequential scene. <laughs> they open up the psychic's body, at which point there is blood, which wouldn't happen in the first place. But also, as soon as they cut the body open, they're burnt to a crisp from the outside, With no inside out. <laughs> they're, where did the blood come from? No, no. Um, so there's a lot of inconsistencies in this, um, including... Uh, they try to convince us that cops aren't lazy, which doesn't make sense. Uh, and so it, there's, there's just a lot going on here that doesn't really add up. Um, yeah. So um, Cage is like uh, woken up in the middle of the night and he goes up to Kristen's room. Lori. Yeah. And uh, it seems that she's being possessed by Charlie, who's asking for help. Is he, uh, cause we're hearing like, daddy, save me. I'm, it's scary here. And like, give me the fuck out. It's cold. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he specifically told the kid at the beginning of the movie to stop being inside of his wife. <laughs> uh, and here we, here we have it happening again. Yeah. Um, well, Cage sees, uh, she's cutting herself with the scissors while this is happening. Yeah. And he's like, Oh fuck, stop that. <laughs> like throws it away and then wakes her up. And then they're like, oh, it's a symbol. She doesn't seem bothered by the large gouges <laughs> she put in her arm at all. She's just like, wow, it's a symbol. What does it mean? <laughs> wow. My pain is in the shape of a Celtic symbol of some kind. <laughs> right. And she's slicing it into the, like the, the belly side of her fucking forearm. Like they don't really go to a hospital or anything. Like don't people usually like, they get put a cloth for that over type it. Of shit? They, yeah. They skip the hospital would... and they go to a gathering of a bunch of people <laughs> celebrating uh, Celtic Halloween. Oh, this shit Celtic was rich. Halloween. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm not going to take the plot away from you, but there's a spot in here that's really fucking funny to me. Uh, yeah. Well, well. First, they swing by Hannah Cage's colleague, oh, yes. and then she's just like, "Oh yeah, that's a Celtic symbol of a Celtic goddess." And uh, oh, let me look this stuff up. Oh yeah, three hundred years ago, some early colonists were Celtics, and they accused an Irish woman of using Celtic magic, and they burned her at the stake. And they're like, "All right, let's go to a Celtic church. You keep doing your thing, Hannah." And then she's like, "Gotcha." And they they go to the Celtic church. Hannah's uh, very handily moving the plot along here, uh, and she's like. Wow, she looks uh, exactly like the woman who was at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, then they just fucking kill her yeah. again. No reason why. <laughs> just uh, Hannah's yeah. dead. Yeah, there's there's really uh, no consistency as far as uh, this ghost's motives go. Yeah, yeah, it just fucking murders Hannah. You see her fly out the window in a really bad CGI take. Yeah, she falls like at one rate, like the entire time. It's like it. It looks like they just fucking clicked on her with a mouse and slid her across the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's like a. It's, it looked like a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah. Uh, but again, like, why kill her? I kill Nicholas Cage like or Lori. The least consequential person to kill. Like, I. And it she was had after, the least connection whatsoever. Like, it would make sense if the if the ghost killed her before she gave the information to Nick Cage. Uh huh. But like, this is after they're done with her. Yeah, they're after. <laughs> Completely done. <laughs> no. Hey, but uh, we, it pays off in that sick post-credit scene. Oh my god! Oh wait, I didn't see that. Oh, oh dude, it's dumb. terrible. It sets up for like a sequel that's obviously never gonna happen. <laughs> um, I think there might be a sequel. Uh, oh, I hope to God, know, there's not. The end credit scene or I hope shows to the ghost. The, there's not. Shows the ghost body lady. I thought you and, were all doing a bit and fucking with me. No, <laughs> it, there literally was one. Uh, where, like, the vultures are 
picking at her or something. Yeah. And then she opens her eyes. And they're all black. Okay. Well, uh, they they go to that Celtic church, and a lady there just exposition dumps them. uh, And it's like, portals opening and allow this crone to pass through from in the This was another thing that bugged me about it. Uh, Because, like, they walk up and they're like, hey, our kid went missing on Halloween, and we think it's this, like, Celtic thing. And the lady goes, oh, I don't know anything about that. But here's a bunch of information I know yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, right. like, I'm just an elementary school teacher in a funny robe. But here's all the information you were asking for that I just said I didn't know. Yeah, here it all is. And uh, yeah, so it's like there's a portal that opens up on Halloween and uh, will close at midnight. And it allows like a crone to pass through to this plane and steal children who didn't make an offering to her. And like all the children are throwing eff- like effigy dolls into a yeah, fire to, to make an offering so they don't get kidnapped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even and though then, they're totally just doing it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't know anything about these missing kids. Yeah. So uh, it, it turns out to, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but the Hannah discovered that that lady who got burned, her kids were burned too. And she had three kids and that's why uh, yeah. she's kidnapping three kids every year. So, uh, so somehow these are combined. I don't know. Like it's a Celtic goddess, but also it's just a ghost lady. I'm not really sure what it is or what's going on. Yeah. All all I know is there's a portal. There's a portal. It opens up every year on Halloween in homeless town, (laughs) in homeless town. And only the kids who have been kidnapped or taken in the last year can escape. Because reasons. Because reasons. They have one year to escape. If not, you're in ghost land forever. Dun, dun. Um, so, uh, or at least until fucking next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, C- Cage returns to the pay the ghost building and uh, without his wife, because like they get into a car accident, into a cab yeah. and she's and Lori's just gone now. Yeah. Wait, uh, she stays to talk to Perfect time to kill Lori. Yeah. If they wanted to kill someone. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, it's empty, but then, uh, except all the makeshift shelters are there, but none of the rest of the homeless people are there. But then the blind guy shows up and he's just like, Hey, I know you're here about that portal. It's open. It's right over here. I'll take you down there. <laughs> but give me your watch. And he just gave <laughs> me my toy. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand that. But he's just like, Oh yeah, but I need your watch before we do anything. No, no one bugged me about that. He's like, okay, I need your watch for me to take you there. And he's like, cool. I got your watch. Okay, now you have to be back by midnight, otherwise bad things happen. Good thing I have your, your watch. watch. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my which God, I didn't even think of that. See either. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, why did he let him keep his watch till after? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so Cage goes in the portal and he sees the lady who was burned just hanging out there, and he walks. He touches her and sees a vision of her being burned in at the stake with her kids. It's, and then it's a, literally just the end of Insidious. Uh, uh-huh. If you've seen Insidious, uh, have not. this is the discount version uh, pretty much exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, which but, one was Insidious? Insidious is the one where the... I get a lot of these horror movies. I get Insidious and like the, the Conjuring uh, mixed up. But Insidious, the guy freaking... Uh, same thing goes into like a portal to get I think his kid back I don't really remember but um, and there's like he sees all the the freaking uh, missing people in the portal and uh, it's the same thing it's the same. <laughs> yeah 
Okay. Well, yeah, he goes and uh, he walks past her and he finds the her old house, the same one he saw in the camcorder. And uh, um, then uh, he goes down to the basement and finds the room with the hundreds of kids in Halloween costumes. The and same they ones all he want saw. high fives. Yep. They all want high fives. They're all holding it up. And he's just walking through and his hand passes through all of them until he touches one. And he looks down and he's like, Charlie, it's Charlie. Come on, Charlie. We're going home. And then he's like, hold on. I got two new friends that came here with me. Can they come? And you're like, yeah. And it's the Chinese lady's daughter and, and, the, meth and the meth head's daughter. daughter. No, um, it's not like, the meth head's kid. Oh, it isn't? It no, is. No, because the meth head guy, it was from like two years ago or more because he said oh. he had those visions Okay. But then they stopped because he can't get his kid back. Because you only have that one okay. year that gap for some sense. reason. Yeah. Okay. The arbitrary year. Yeah. So he basically he finds his kid and he's like, look, there's two more kids that aren't grayed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they all start going. And then a uh, burned lady is like, no, I'm going to kill you, Cage. And just starts attacking him. But then all the ghost kids rise up and swirl around her in a circle. And it, Which it they, kills her they do for that some before? reason. I don't know. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, like literally yeah. this whole fucking time. It, Every it just, year it just she's took... opening a portal and they're just fucking watching it happen. Yeah. Those kids are complicit. Exactly. And so they should all burn, in my opinion. <laughs> and that's what Pay the Ghost 2 should be about. Well, yeah. what's so stupid to me is like, I mean, yeah, I'm not asking them to fucking do a like whole like uh, CGI expose or something because, I mean, obviously they're not really up to the job, but like... Why is it that, like, the door or, like, the portal opens and then they walk across, like, an industrial, like, walkway and into, like, what isn't ever really clear? I, I don't know. It's just, it's so hokey and stupid. Hokey is the wrong word. It's just stupid. Well, it doesn't well, actually, like, I, I don't know. I don't I'm going to let you guys take this. You're better at this than I am. If, if, you, if you want any of the explanation for that, uh, you got to watch the uh, source material Insidious. <laughs> well, don't you know that the path to the afterlife is just like a metal walkway? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is this just like a commentary on the industrial age? Like, I mean, okay. We believe our whole life is just these metal girders. Genius <laughs> Even our afterlife will be that. And Tell me Except what, for there's uh, a little house on the prairie inside of this fucking building. <laughs> yeah, it's the Blair Witch house, too. <laughs> like, yeah, um, there's a guy standing in the corner. Um, he looks pretty disappointed, too. <laughs> But yeah, they they make it out as the bridge is collapsing for some reason, and then uh, Cage like hoists his son up, and then they get up and punts him. <laughs> they go home, and the, uh, the thing I think is funny between that transition too is like, so he gets all three of those kids out, mm -hmm. and then the very next scene is he's coming home with Charlie, and not the two other kids. Yep. Well, if you so, noticed, actually, they kept running when he and Charlie fell over and were like holding on the side. They just kept going. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, so did he drop them off to the police? Or like, <laughs> just let these two kids go? Yeah. yeah they wanted I mean, to just stay in with Monkey in the fucking homeless shelter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the director just forgot to actually shoot their scenes, so they just tried to, like, fill it in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we got these kids for one day, <laughs> and we filmed their shit. Then we gotta give them back to Brian Singer. <laughs> oh, God. Don't do that. But yeah, they all go home, and then uh, Cage and Laurie and Charlie all share a hug together, and it ends. Yeah, it really just kind of ends uh, abruptly. But, I, oh, but apparently Charlie has amnesia. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He, he doesn't. doesn't he doesn't remember anything that's happened in the past year. So um, he lost a year of his life, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm in second grade. Why are all my friends in third? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a psychopath to fucking begin with, so it isn't like he was gonna like have any sort of scarring from it. And what True. friends did he really have when he was just like, "I do you want to play with me? Hello, I have time. a scooter. Will you teach me about love? <laughs> <laughs> I need Ghost Rider to show me how to love." Uh, so yeah, this this movie was uh, it was not 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 very good. I think it was cliche ridden. It, I mean, it was full of horror movie cliches. It didn't really do anything original. Yeah, yeah, it was um, very cliche. I mean, it was at least somewhat entertaining in the process. It didn't oh yeah, feel like I was really forcing myself through it like some of these past movies. It it was one of those movies where during October I would. Watch it when it was uh, oh, yeah. on like I, sci-fi or something. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't regret this if I had watched it for like a Halloween movie night thing, like yeah. a horror movie every yeah. night in October. And thing. I do plan to watch like, it uh, every year on All Hallows Eve when the yeah. portal opens. Yeah, but, uh, go find some homeless people to show me where to go. <laughs> while I was watching this, it didn't feel like a slog like some of these other ones have. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think was, it was a clean ninety minutes. Yeah. Um any more and it would have been uh, a real fucking chore mm. um but at least this uh freaking director who i don't think actually exists uh he 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 knew like he, he didn't want this movie to be a two two and a half hours of nicholas cage explaining why uh the celtic people are demons or whatever <laughs> Yeah, like, on one hand, I I mean, I can't speak for purpose on this, but I thought this movie was trash, but I, uh, it did get me from, uh, Des Moines all the way to Iowa City without, uh, much, uh, worrying about the road. Yeah, hey, I mean, there we go. That's all you can ask for. Um, and, uh, it's, I mean, this movie was a lot like the, uh, NBA in that the Celtics are the enemy, um, <laughs> and they are fucking disgusting. So, uh, and overall thoughts. Or have we done that already? I, I, I think we kind of did that. We, we I think it's a good covered that. Yeah, it's it's a solid. I probably I'm probably not going to remember this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's kind of forgettable in how cliched it was. But yeah, again, I think the only time to watch this would be Halloween. Yeah, like yeah. not the Halloween day, but like October twelfth. If you're starving for scary movies, yeah. 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 And, and I mean, as far as our timeline goes, it was the perfect movie to push the runner out of my brain completely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so shall we get to a vote? Dun 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 dun. dun. Let's do it. Okay. Vote fight. <laughs> Is there gonna be a countdown? Or? <laughs> well, we, Dave, can we get a countdown? I mean, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I wanted to hear, baby. Okay. All right. So, uh, so if you know any engineers, uh, sound engineers, <laughs> or just like a cashier, uh, let them know that we're looking for somebody. Sorry. Vote time. All right. Three, two, wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah? <laughs> All right. I could tell Nick was about to say, <laughs> ghost, comma, pay the. <laughs> well. <laughs> three, two. Wait, three ooh-ah-ah-ahs. All right, uh, one more time, Dave. Yep, we could... Yep, thank you. So we say it? Or... 
Ghost Rider. Yeah, fucking Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take superheroes over anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Of the two ghost movies I've watched this week, the Flaming Skull um, beats out the Burning Witch. <laughs> yeah, the Flaming Skull guy way more interesting than some lost kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if they had shown his fucking jacked ass abs in this one, <laughs> there would have been something for Daddy to look at. But yeah. really, I think he's more flab in this one. I, I, I still it's think- amazing how. How much how he went from Jack six pack abs to Jack beer six pack flab in, <laughs> in the space of eight years. But uh I still think my theory stands where if you see boobs, it's bad. That we saw no boobs in either of these, and they were both pretty good. Yeah. They were yeah, halfway decent. It was a it was a decent matchup. It was movies that I didn't want to kill myself for. Yeah. I was like, it took me more than 10 15 minutes of pay the ghost to like say this is definitely not the the pick yeah you know because uh with the runner and sorry zach left behind uh, uh it was not fuck long Sandley. Sandley's the worst it was not long before i knew uh what i was going with uh this one is a bit more of a challenge so yeah well uh join us next time as we go through g-force the hamster movie that Nicolas Cage was apparently in and I did not know and uh stolen a movie I have never heard of but uh, uh yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh stolen is too taken as pay the ghost is too insidious uh <laughs> but I guess we'll find out <laughs> but yeah uh y'all have a good night See ya. I've been Nick and Zach and this is Mike Mike and Zach <laughs> and Dave. see you next time <laughs> bye Dave Bye bye. See ya. This has been a solid work production. Solid work. Solid work. Uh, solid work. Hey, solid, solid work. work.